everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse 175. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here too. Yeah. Yeah. We're in this show on the road. My uh, my plan every week is just to sound as enthusiastic as possible until I introduce Connor and then just drop it to the most mundane, boring, monotone voice that I can do. That is, that's my plan. As a DC Comics podcast, we talk about DC Comics every week, and coming up on this week's show, we'll be talking about Deceased number 5, Batman 80, Justice League 33, The Green Lantern number 12. In fact, I didn't actually ask Connor, did you read that? No, no, no. I actually opened it, got like two pages in and went, I haven't read the last two issues. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god, you are the worst. Like, people are relying on you to report back that, on this Green Lantern book. Connor guy this this is, is the, the problem worst. when you fall behind on a book. <laughs> it becomes so much harder to catch up. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, scratch that from the record. There'll be no Green Lantern number 12, because Connor didn't read it. Uh, but we do have Legion of Superheroes Millennium issue 2, Lois Lane number 4, and Young Justice number 9. So, lighter week on books, which is cool. Uh, gives us a nice quieter week before, presumably next week is going to I think this is probably the last quiet week for a while. Probably. Uh, but that's the books that are coming up. we got some news as well. Um, but before we get to any of that, this is some small talk. And we had the new Birds of Prey trailer. I suppose that's the obvious place to start. With you mean the... the Harley Quinn movie trailer? Yeah, it's the Harley Quinn movie trailer. That's not really a Birds of I... Prey movie. I really thought you were just, you know, being... Uh, I don't want to say dramatic, but for lack of a better term, dramatic about it. And then I watched the trailer. And went, oh no, he was actually underplaying it. <laughs> so yes, uh, Matt's referring to me being very jaded and cynical when I saw the trailer uh, during the week. Uh, where because because the day before the trailer came out, there was four new posters for the movie, and every single because I thought, oh, four posters, maybe it'll be like character posters. You know, one Harley, one one Huntress, one. Black Canary. No, 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 no. Every one of them is just Harley on her own. Just just being herself. And they all look awful as well. They're all these really gaudy colours. I, I don't I don't get it at all. Uh, that said, if it wasn't called Birds of Prey, I wouldn't be as annoyed. I wouldn't right? be I wouldn't be what like I wouldn't be as annoyed. I'm annoyed because it's called Birds of Prey. I'd yeah. be I'd be equally unenthusiastic about seeing it though, I think. I don't know, I like that trailer. The trailer looks like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it doesn't look Snydery, and that's good. It it doesn't. It's not a Birds of Prey movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that because it looks fun, and uh, and it's it's what I would want from a Harley Quinn movie. Nah, it looks like, it looks like a movie that was made in 2004. It looks uh, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not yeah. feeling it. I I don't agree with that. I think it looks. Well, it looks it's like pretty a movie. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just that it's not a Birds of Prey movie. Even the hints we get at the other characters, a, they, I mean, they barely get any time in the trailer to actually have dialogue. They're just kind of standing around watching Harley mm-hmm. be Harley. But uh, none of them look or feel like the characters are supposed to be. I don't know. I mean, I think it's unfair to make that call just yeah. yet. Like, look like sure that they're they're taking a different visual yeah. approach. No arguments there. But I think it's a bit early to say they don't feel like the characters where, as you just admitted, they barely get any time to even have a line of dialogue. There's no yeah. chance for them to feel like anything at all yet. They could feel like things, just because I've not heard them speak yet. I mean, the look's part of the feel. The uh, the attention given to them's part of the feel. There's all this stuff going on here. They're, they're basically just there to like, bounce off Harley's jokes. and you know, At least, again, that's just from the trailer so far. Uh, but I'm not feeling also, that. 
I mean, I'll also be seeing it. But I go see these movies, even <laughs> when I know I shouldn't. Yeah, I'm so, actually the only one who's seen The Joker, yeah. <laughs> I actually meant to go see it today, and then... Yeah. I couldn't be bothered to pay for a bus pass this week, so yeah. I didn't go to the cinema. I uh, I had time yesterday to go see it and just couldn't be bothered going to the theatre to see it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you go about? Me... to do a review show. Uh, what, what, Pete? You, you saw it, Matt. On you go. What, what... Yeah, no, it's it's not a good movie. I'll say that. It, it shot well. I think most of it's in four three, but I'm not a nerd like Pete. Um, so it's in four it, three. The trailer well, wasn't the trailer three. wasn't in four three. It's I had bars on on two sides. I think uh, I, th- I think it's just one eight five, but your cinema okay. just presented yeah. it as like a two three five with black bars at the side, rather than having yeah, curtains see, to. See, there you go. Off. That's probably what happened. That's my guess. Uh, which that was distracting, but. Uh, without giving too much away, it's a very nihilistic movie, and I don't much care for that. Um, so philosophically, it didn't do anything for me. But on an actual movie narrative level, uh, Phillips kind of knows what he wants to say, but he never fully gets it out there. And it gets so muddled uh, towards the end that you're just kind of confused on stuff. Not confused in the, like how this happened. You're just like, well... This doesn't match with the beginning. I think it's um, interesting that Matt is by far the most negative opinion I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, I've been looking at everything, but yeah, from what I've seen on my Twitter and stuff that's popped up, so, most people have been fairly positive. Like, I, I if, if I'm rating it right now, I'm giving a five and a half or a six. Um, just, just, I mean, Phoenix is good, but I don't think he's like, oh my God, this is the role of a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a very sad sack character that at a certain point you just you're like do something. Like I know there's a mental illness thing, but like come on, man, it's very frustrating. It's, um, it's kind of funny that Matt's the one that saw because Matt is probably the one out of the three of us <laughs> who is the least likely to enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, and it here's may the thing end though: that me and Pete both love this movie when we actually get around to I, seeing I, it. I don't think so. I, I was thinking about Pete while watching it and him going... Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> going, no, this doesn't... This Here, this doesn't... This story just doesn't go this way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, uh, you're trying to... Todd Phillips tries to have his cake and eat it too. And then, you know, there's, there's other things that happen that are very frustrating. And I just, yeah, I didn't... Um, and, and it is kind of reckless in this day and age with the events that play out. Like I, I try to set that away, but how the last act builds, I just want to look at Phillips and go, why do you think this was a good idea? Don't like, ask him that. Cause he'll give you a terrible answer. Oh, well, he can. I don't care. I don't, you know, he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's made one good movie. So, uh, and I'll stand up for the hangover. The movie still makes me laugh. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, man, it was uh, even my brother who did like it even was like, how did this get so many standing ovations? It doesn't make sense. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just like in the state of the world when it comes to these kind of dark and dreary, cynical. I just don't subscribe to that. And that's what this movie is just reveling in. Like everything is shit and nothing. You know, you have to be crazy like the Joker to fix things. And I don't 
I'm not what I'm hearing is 10 years ago, you'd have loved it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you, you used to be a lot more cynical than, than, than you are now. Well, a little bit. And that, I mean, that was thanks to the internet with, you know, uh, I just, most of my cynicism on that came from people that, that, you know, when you get on the internet and you think you found other people that are like you, right? And then you find out like, oh, oh no, they're not like me at all. That, that's what getting into comics internet was like at the time, you know? So... That's what meeting Connor's like. Yeah, right? But I don't even... Even 10 years ago, I don't think I would have liked it. Because, you know, me, I like I like my superhero movies. Like, you can be dark, but at least be fun still. Like, like the Nolan movies are kind of dark. But, like, if the Dark Knight's on TV, I'm stopping what I'm doing to watch it because I like watching it. And Joker's not a movie that I liked watching. You know? Like, I don't know. And I'm sure I'll get called all sorts of Marvel fanboy names, despite the fact that I do a DC Comics podcast every every week. And if you look behind me, nothing but DC stuff. But I mean, to be to be fair, none of our audience have ever said that to any of us. No, well, I'm talking about like on Twitter. Like I've been waiting for it. Ah, uh, sure. You know, like uh, and and the people that I'm seeing that are saying that it's so incredible, I just I want to pick their brains because I feel like there's this fetization of of the joker like it's that meme of like when you grow up you know the joker's the only one that's sane and again i hate that so much um but yeah i just it is a divisive movie so i'm probably just on the one side that you know doesn't but it's not poorly made so that's why i you know it's weird i just i hated the story and I didn't think, I think Phoenix got talked up way too much that, you know, he's fine. Like, I don't, I don't see this movie getting too much like Oscar love. And I can see like that section of Twitter and the internet being so pissed off about it. But I it's mean, there's not... already a lot yeah. of expectation that it yeah. will be, if nothing else, uh, at least and, he will be nominated, and if I, not the movie as well. Well, he, I could see him getting nominated. Will he win? I don't, I don't know. I never, for once, didn't think that it was Joaquin Phoenix. You know, like mm. you, you'll lose a character in the role, and you're like, oh yeah. Um, I never once felt that. So, but yeah, it's. It's a movie. I wouldn't rush out. I hate guys. I mean, unless you... But also, I feel like... I, was, I wasn't I was excited for this movie. Like, the first trailer started turning me around. And then I got to the second trailer, and I'm kind of like... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. And the movie does nothing. So if you're kind of where I was, where you're kind of like... Eh, I'm not excited. I, I wouldn't. I liked the trailers. Both of them. Mm -hmm. And then Philip started opening his mouth... Yeah. And and kind of excitement trailed off quite significantly yeah. I mean, after that. I I try to set all that aside, right? And that that's what I'm talking about here is setting aside Phillips and the, all the controversy and stuff. But even even setting that out of my mind to watch the movie, I do see how the ending is problematic for for people, for reviewers and whatnot because it does again it seems reckless and. There's a lot at play, and if you believe that art should be dangerous, then fine. You know, I don't think this movie shouldn't exist, but I definitely, you know, want to see where where Phillips, if he actually, you know, 
stands by all this if he just wanted to make a dangerous movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm just sick of hearing about it. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point where I'm sick that, of... I'll be honest, that's how I feel about you with the Birds of Prey trailer and <laughs> that movie in general. That's fine. That's fine. I'm probably complaining about the next time they release something for it because every single time, ever, ever since they announced that Harley Quinn was in that movie, it has been nothing but a snowball of like that movie becoming what, everything I don't want I it to be. What I would love is you to take the same approach with that as you do with Joker. Just like, eh, it's over there. I don't care. Yeah, but see, I don't. I don't think that's because Pete really cares about Birds of Prey. So this is why I get it. This is how I felt about Batman v Superman when they it was supposed to be Man of Steel two. And then like, oh no, we're 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 gonna make Batman and put that in there too. Oh, did you did you see Snyder's done some more shite on that today? I, I think he's on the <sighs> Apparently, Martian Manhunter was in BVS. No, no, J- Justice League. Sorry. And okay. he apparently he was in the theatrical cut. We just we just never knew it was him. His Jimmy Olsen did it all over again. Well, then you're terrible as a storyteller. Because if there's no, like, the Jimmy Olsen thing, still, I will never stand by that, him just killing him off with no... And even on the Snyder Cut, which I've... Not the Snyder Cut. Uh, uh, not <laughs> the, Justice League. The extended cut I don't want to perpetuate that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. The director's cut of BVS, he's barely mentioned as Jimmy Olsen. So, like, you're just a bad storyteller when it comes to superheroes, man. And that's my opinion. And if people have a problem with that, fine. But I will take Joss Whedon every day over Snyder, so well, I don't. Yeah, I don't, even if it was a mess at the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a mess because at least I trust Joss's storytelling. Versus Snyder had never made a movie where I was like, "Oh, this dude's a storyteller." No, he's he's great with visuals. You know, he's a hell of a cinematographer. Sure, he can composite a shot, but he's not that good at story. Like even like a Watchmen and Three Hundred, these are things that were scripted out for him. You know, and they were just barely there. I think his movies are ugly, but I mean, I seem to be the minority of that. Um, yeah. But uh, that's Josh Sweden. That name sounds familiar. That's yeah, what's he from? What'd you do this Firefly. Man? <laughs> he did that Firefly show that got cancelled a season in. He, he did do Firefly, you're right. I think he did do that. But I think he also did the head television show, Buffy the Vampire Angel. Slayer. Oh, no, Angel? Dang it. <laughs> Sorry, that gamble and loss. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of the Dushku one and I couldn't remember it. Oh, Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Oh, Dollhouse. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's all right. Uh, Pete's going to be sad about Firefly all over again soon because because <laughs> his rewatch is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bait me. Yeah. Bait me. Um. But yeah, to sum up, Matt's mixed on Joker. Birds of Prey looks like shit. Yeah. And it, it does. I'm I'm <laughs> much more open minded for for Birds of Prey just despite yeah, it being. Like, it may movie. still be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, you know, defending that hard, but it looks like fun from that trailer as a Harley movie that I happens just, to feature some Birds of Prey characters. I just wish Warner would get their get their act together when it comes to this. You know, like... If like, nothing else, I appreciate how, you know, between Shazam, Joker, and then Birds of Prey, they're yeah. all completely different styles of movies. Yeah, Definitely. I like that. Uh, I am concerned no. about Cassandra Kane's portrayal in this film. She already has too many lines of dialogue in the, in the trailer. Well, it still won't be probably as bad as the Birds of Prey TV show. 
You have that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That actually, that actually had Barbara Gordon in it, though. I mean, it was more of a Birds of Prey story, at the very True. least. <laughs> so we, we didn't we didn't talk about uh, about J.J. Abrams and his Warner deal, did we? Oh, think so. No. Yeah. So so he's he's gonna be exclusive after you know I think starting twenty twenty, whatever his projects wrap up, he's gonna be exclusive with Warner Brothers. And I'm I'm hoping he can bring some life to the superhero stuff. Um, because he he made he made me care about Star Trek. I don't know if right? I I'll be surprised if he even touches the superhero. I don't see him Think? doing that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it'll be for DC properties. Like, like, he will like if JJ, they pay him. Well, like like J.J. Abrams Supergirl movie, right? We heard that we might be getting a Supergirl. Um, not something I could get behind. I mean, or even ha- if it's a bad robot, you know, like his production company. Um, I mean, we heard of a lot of movies that we might be getting. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's what I'm saying. Or, hey, remember that Green Lantern Corps movie we were supposed to be getting sometime around now? I mean, I suppose, to be fair, they've not announced a movie in at least like six months now at this point. There was like, yeah. they, they were going, they were every other week there was a new movie being announced. And yeah. then it, it kind of went quiet and I don't know if that's because it said hey we should stop announcing things <laughs> let's see if we can actually yeah. get any of these movies made yeah of course there's also the Weed and Batgirl movie that's not a while ago no I know but like <laughs> and that that kinda well it's not a Weed movie anymore he he left no. it and then they hired yeah. someone else so yeah they probably hired someone else on Flash like... by now since last time we spoke about it I don't know when that was yeah yeah, um, nah. I don't know. I'm just DC movies like the like Shazam was good. It was. I finally watched Shazam this week. Yeah. Oh god, what the hell? <laughs> it's good though, right? It is pretty good. It's not amazing, yeah. but it's good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I I need to watch it again because I haven't seen it since the theater. But um... it was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I finally watched it. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, October, month of horror movies. Perfect time to catch up on Shazam. I, I, I think I actually watched it right at the end of September. It's just that, that we're in that week that overlaps right now. I'm going double. T- yeah, I watched on the 29th of September. So uh, <laughs> screw you, dick. It, it really pains me that my first movie of October was Joker. Hey, that hurts. That was your first? No, I actually had yeah. a good movie. My, my first movie of October was The Transfiguration, which is a really good vampire movie. Uh,. Oh, I recommend it. Oh, by the way, uh, Tim wanted me to ask me where are the forms. Wanted me to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're right, right around. From, uh, they're in the HR department, Matt. Okay. You just have to phone HR. Well, give me the HR number and I'll give them a call. Yeah, HR will get back to you sometime you before twenty twenty five. I actually but, uh, watched another DC related movie today. How would you watch? Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Okay. Uh, it just came out today on on digital. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, um, that's how I feel a lot of the. Animated. I was a little disappointed because it's like, okay, new Wonder Woman animated movie, you know, coming off the the, the you know the actual movie that we had, you know, uh, it was written by Megan Scott, so I thought, okay, there's potential here, and it has a terrible, terrible, terrible villain backstory, just uh, atrociously cheesy and just terrible. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that kind of and, and it's annoyingly right near the start of the movie that backstory that uh, 
it really ruined the, uh, you know uh, a lot of the movie going forward because it could have just set set me off on the on the wrong foot. Because you know it, it starts with origin stuff and then terrible villain origin, and I was like, really, this this is how I'm watching spend the first twenty minutes of this you know hour twenty movie. Hmm. Um. Disappointing. Dang. I'll probably not see it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I've seen the last two or three animated movies anyway. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. I don't know. So it's hard to get motivated. They, they pump them out so quickly that. Yeah, um, but because I, I they're felt, so short, they're easy to just throw on. Because I felt the same. Was it this week? Maybe last week. There was the news that they're looking at. Uh, oh, what's his face for Commissioner Gordon for the Batman? Um. From Jeffrey Westworld, Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah, um, and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting cast of choice. But like, I'm like, we we cast like all the characters from Batman v Superman only a few years ago. Like at this point, like we, we've done this casting dance for a lot of the same characters so many times mm-hmm. that it's just hard to be that excited anymore. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I like the, the idea of him against Robbie Pats. Excuse me, Robbie Bats. Robbie Bats. Um, so I like that. Uh, so. I'm definitely much more open to the Reeve Batman movie, you know. I oh, know it'll, it'll probably, it'll, you know, I mean you that know. has a better chance of being good than most of the DC movies that are coming up. Yeah. I think at this point, no, like the hype of a superhero movie and the years leading up to it is something that I just don't think I have the energy for anymore. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't have that, that years of hype building up to the thing coming out. You know, like. Um, you know, people are you know, watching these Marvel announcements and they're announcing Phase 4 and there's some fun stuff in there, but, like, I'm happy to just forget about those movies now until, you know, a trailer until, comes until out. Until you're like, oh, oh, this is in the cinema now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's okay. I mean, despite being a Thor fan and, you know, Love and Thunder, really, but that's so far away that, you know, I'm happy that it's existing. But yeah, the rest of the Phase 4 I don't remember much of outside of that one. So, yeah, that, that's one of those announcements where at the time you're like, oh, shit, this is cool. That's great that this is happening. And then, oh, I've forgotten all about it until until there's a trailer. That won't really be entering my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is because there's too much. There's just, there's just too much of it now to constantly yeah. be hyped for all of it. Um, Are you kidding? Uh, assuming you're not, you, I mean, you may also just be jaded in general by the whole thing. You might, you might have the fatigue. Yeah. Which I mean, I do in parts, I suppose, but not not to the extent that I that I thought I had at one point. But um, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, it obviously, doesn't help that there's you know numerous TV shows on like every week. I mean, well, starting mm-hmm. in a couple of days' time, at least there, <laughs> there's going to be TV shows on every week. Man, that that was a problem. I have sports on right now, plus trying to get caught up on stuff. It's mm. very difficult. Bloody sports. Yes. Uh, yes. Also, I wish I didn't care, but I I can't not care. Like it's it's in my blood. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about uh, some DC Comics news. Um, for those who may concern, yes, me and Matt did just record our new weekly 10 15 minute wrestling segment that will be on Patreon. Um, didn't even get to the news this time before this started. <laughs> That's okay. We're getting we're getting it out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> we just have to interrupt a book later like we did last week. Because yeah. it was it was it was in the middle of the flash last week if I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was right before the writing, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got a new book. So obviously, New York Comic Con is happening right now, and typically by the time we record on the Saturday, most of the DC panels 
Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them will have happened already. Uh, honestly, not that much news, you know, for what there could be from a Comic-Con. I feel like it's kind of a light, light DC news cycle. There's a lot of Marvel stuff, you know, there's a new Thor book announced and all sorts. Um, but uh, the one book we did get announced is Amethyst. Uh, we knew that there was going to be an Amethyst book in the, mm-hmm. the Wonder Comics line. Uh, Amy Reader is going to be behind that. Uh, she is going to write and draw uh, Amethyst. So, there you go. Hmm. Uh, the name's familiar. Why do, why do I know Amy Reader? I'm, I'm clicking on this article. Yeah, the name's definitely familiar enough. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Okay, uh, she would do the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur for, for Marvel for the last few years. There's a, a front, there we go. There's a cover to look at and there's a, a page of interiors uh, f- with yeah. some art, if you want. Not like. that Armor will load them. Oh, it is no. it's, it's fixed. No, it's not for me. Oh, it's for me. It's been fixed for me for about a week. The images are loading again when I click on them. Damn Nuzarama. <laughs> I wonder if my Chrome got updated or something, and like it's fixed Wait, the let me, problem. Let me, let me try it in Chrome because I'm I'm on Opera. Oh, there you go. Because Opera is is my my go-to. Let's see if Chrome. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Chrome oh, guy. Oh, oh, it works on Chrome, so they've they've sorted it for Chrome. Uh, so yeah, clearly whatever happened then broke it in all browsers, so that they're they're working through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I get why they're starting with things like Chrome. Yeah, the 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 bigger yeah. the bigger ones that most right. people are using first. Either that, or so, maybe they change something. It's the browsers themselves that have to fix the the, the way it reads something. Maybe, maybe because maybe it's not user RAM on its own. Maybe it's like a, a just anything that uses that type of image hosting. It could be. Well, no, I've never experienced it on any other website. Nor have I. But you know. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying, Matt? <laughs> no, just about Amethyst. It, uh, apparently, reader said it's going to have a lot of world building. Uh, lots of gorgeous landscapes and psychedelic fever dream stuff. So that's, I guess, cool. Gem World's still one of my blind spots, despite Young Justice. So. Yeah, I'm not like. I feel kind of indifferent towards this. Like, it may be good, but maybe yeah. bad, but I, I'm not like. In... Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's my thing, but I'll try yeah, it on was, the first uh, issue. I was a big fan of that new 52 book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm down for this. Uh, and as she said, um, she, she was working to create her own thing and then was like, hey, do you want to come do Amethyst? And she just dropped the create her own thing. So, yeah, that can wait. Oh, cool. So that's cool. Uh, the only other big announcement really out of uh, Comic-Con, there's a couple of other news items from the week, but the only other thing really that came out of Comic-Con, as far as I could find, was this timeline uh, nonsense that they're, they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, which I am yet to find a high-res version of. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a sort of spreadsheet image that they've been showing, and you can kind of see like it from a distance in some photographs. Uh, but I've just got the article here uh, telling us about it. Uh, it's split into four. The four eras are the dawn of the heroic age, which kicks off with Wonder Woman's arrival. So they're actually saying Wonder Woman is the first superhero now in, in continuity. Well, well that, that's the thing. In a version of continuity, because there's still Flashpoint still happens and changes things, even in this timeline. Well, yeah, sure, but like we're we're dealing here with the overall continuity of the metaverse, sure. right? Sure. Wonder Woman came first. Yeah. Um, you're just being pedantic because you're a prick. I just thought it was important to note, given that we start talking about World War Two in a minute. The Space Age, which is uh, marked by the arrival of Superman, so pretty soon after, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, there is a breakdown of all the years somewhere. R- relatively short gap there. Age of Crisis, which is Crisis through Flashpoint, so that's kind of our era, if if you will. 
Um, and I say our era, and this is where we all started reading comics, <laughs> is what I mean by that. And then we have the Flashpoint era, which is Flashpoint until now. So, yeah, so this is broken down into those four. Um, and it's unclear where the DC timeline will debut or how it'll rewrite many of DC's continuity. Um, this Newsarama article mentions that uh, Bendis right now is kind of doing like a weird streamlining thing himself with the, the future stuff in Millennium and what he's going to be mm-hmm. doing with Legion. So it kind of sounds like they're going to try and almost like solidify what continuity is for the past by incorporating all the different pasts that we're used to. Well, it's, yeah, it's convergence. It's, <coughs> it all happened, but not really. Yes, yes. Um, but I feel like John's metaverse thing is going to be a way to kind of make it all work Consolidate together. Consolidate all these things, yeah. yeah. But I've got an article here that, because each uh, bit is broken up into, you know, year by year. Yep. So Generation 1, because uh, they're, they're referred to as generations. Um, you know, year one is Krypton explodes and, you know, the the, the rocket lands in Smallville and then Wonder Woman uh, debuts, you know, and Steve crashes on Themyscira. So that kind of happens at the same time there. Uh, and that goes on for about 25 years. So, um, presumably right before Clark. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he becomes Superboy in secret in year 13, according to this timeline. But that's still during the Wonder Woman era, the, the heroic yeah. age. Yeah. So he, out, so then, he lands on Earth at the start of Wonder Woman's time period. He's just not Superman until the Space yes, Age. That, that, yeah, that's what I'm telling Because in the Space Age... Uh, starts, you know, it's uh, Batman yeah, debuts yeah. and Superman debuts, you know, uh, you know, year one of Batman in, in that point there. Uh, it's interesting how some of these things are going to line up. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a proper high-res version of this and digging into it myself. This, I'm sure this I forget. is weird about Wonder Woman. Yeah, her being around so for, for that yeah. long before Superman. Well, it's it's one of those things that they did it before, <laughs> but it, it was Wonder Woman, and then it was like, actually, that was Hippolyta, but not her, Diana. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's what we're playing with. I don't know if they're spe- specifically saying this is Diana. Well, yeah, I don't mind Wonder Woman being first, necessarily, um, but, her no, being, but her, it's... 25 years of her been around before Superman's well, uh, kind of weird. She's only there for eight years, and then it says she retreats to Themyscira following uh, the dropping of the first atomic bomb. Uh, and so she's gone then and then doesn't come back until whenever the next time it is so somewhere probably uh, uh yeah yeah year three of of the heroic age so uh space age sorry okay All yeah right. well so if we get if we, if we get a high res version of this we can dig into it a little bit more uh in an episode mm-hmm. uh, next week maybe uh or whatever yeah. but curious very curious that they're doing this obviously this is kind of on its own right now there's not really like attached to anything they're doing in any books yet although i presume that it probably will be uh in yeah, some capacity sure it will. but interesting <laughs> all the same uh next up we did get another book announced earlier in the week uh we're getting a black label book from amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti this is uh another harley quinn book it's harley quinn and the birds of prey it's a four issue monthly series and Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is pretty. basically just more of their run. You know, you know, because they did they, they did the main Harley <coughs> Quinn title, but they had you know the Harley Quinn and Power Girl uh, side mini for a while. Uh, this just feels like another one of those. They've just shoved it under black label this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably just to differentiate from the the run that's still ongoing. And it's just if if their run had still been going when this happened, this would have just been another side mini. So is this like the f- this is the fourth Harley Quinn Black Label book though, right? 
This is it's just insane to me how many black label Harley Quinn books there are. Um, you've got Harleen. Yeah, you've got Joker Harley Criminal, Criminal Sanity. Sanity. I'm counting that. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Uh, you've got this. Okay, maybe it's the third, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot for Carly. There's a lot of Harley books. I don't know yeah. the other minis she's got right now that aren't black label now. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently Harley sells. Apparently she does. She she's the hot topic character for for DC Comics. <laughs> well, no, but that's interesting. Is I, I understand why the merch sells and you know the the wider public loves Harley. I get that. It's interesting that they are sticking in so many comics. The comics must be selling as well. Like they must be selling well enough to justify it. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it. It's frustrating. And I say this a week after the best Harley Quinn comic I've ever read. Like, I'm not, like, they can be yeah. good. They can well, clearly be excellent in the right context. And, and, and speaking of, of Harley too, I also feel like that impacted my viewing of the Joker because there's a lot of similarities and I feel that Harleen pulls them off in in that one issue. It addresses Ooh. a lot of the same stuff about Gotham and and, you know, so... Maybe maybe that impacted, too. Yeah. I didn't think about that till now. Arlene was really good. I ain't yeah. gonna, I, I ain't gonna, uh, you know, uh, not say a Harley Quinn book can be good. I'm just pointing out there's a lot of Harley books, uh, which is no different to I mean, Batman books we often get because there's a lot of Bat books. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, hey, she's basically getting the same amount as Batman at this point, uh, meaning that there's more Harley Quinn than there is Superman right now. <laughs> Apparently she sells better than Superman. <laughs> Not surprised. Yep, yep. Uh, and then pheasants. The al- <laughs> pheasants? You mean peasants? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, I am buying more Harley Quinn than Superman right now. Because you're the worst. Yeah, but you suck and you're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like Connor, people. I'm just saying, Harleen is better than any Superman book in the last year. Hey, Matt, I was watching a movie on stream the other night. Yeah. And uh, it was a German film. It involved this little alien mutated baby thing that kept showing up. And for some <laughs> reason, uh, in the chat, people just started referring to it as Connor. And that became the thing throughout the whole the whole movie. It was like, oh no, Connor's coming for I her. was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going and it didn't disappoint. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I've got. Uh, maybe you guys have got something to add on that I've, I've somehow missed, but... Uh, a slight change, although an important one, to the Batman Annual number four that's coming out um, at the end of this month. It was going to be a Lee Weeks issue, and unfortunately, it is no longer going to be Lee Weeks. Uh, Mike Norton has replaced him. Yeah, this sucks, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, Lee Weeks is great. Obviously, I was looking forward to some Lee Weeks. Yeah, yeah, not 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 saying that that Norton's bad. I'm I'm not super familiar with him, I, but. I do love Lee Weeks, so that's just disappointing in that sense. Yeah. Um, Jorge Fornes is also there, but I think he was always doing like the second story as opposed he to... He was, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it's a bit, bit of bad news there in that sense, but uh, not the end um, of the world. I just want to say it is a completely different story as well. This isn't just a, an artist replacement. Um, uh, Norton's doing an entirely different story to whatever uh, Weeks was supposed to be doing. Uh, I wonder if that's because it's going to end up getting used in Batman Catwoman or something like that. Like, uh, King's putting it elsewhere. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I could see that being a thing that happens. So, no, that's the annual. It's out on the 30th of October, so that's the uh, week five on this month. Oh, it's the fifth week month, that's right. But, but I've yeah. had one of those. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose that makes sense. 
so that is the news, unless you guys have anything else that I've missed. I've got a couple of smaller little bits. Can't wait um, to hear these. I bet that was super uh, important. Well, one that I think is is relatively exciting, even though it's a it's a relatively small piece of news. Uh, Basketful of Heads, the the upcoming uh, Hill House uh. comic, uh, has been expanded <clears throat> to seven issues instead of the originally solicited six. Mm. So we're getting a bit more of that. That's about what a twelve percent uh, part of a news story. <laughs> Just saying, it's it's worth noting. Uh, and then we've got uh, the final issue of Deceased, which is out later this month because uh, we're getting both of them this month. I, I'm assuming it's week five. Yeah. Uh, it's actually going to be bigger now. So instead of, you know, solicited as 32, which is obviously, you know, standard 20 pages, uh, it's now uh, solicited as 48. So it's probably 28 to 30 pages. Um, they're not up in the price, they're just giving us extra story. Okay. So we've got more deceased to look forward to well, than we expected. Especially how this one went. Yeah. Um, I expect yeah. a lot of unpacking. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, just a delay to Batman Creature of the Night issue four <laughs> was solicited for all, uh, October. Uh, is now coming out the uh, end of November. So that is now a full two years after its first issue. Which, uh, yeah. Is it really? Wow. Yep. Wait, did that start the same month as Doomsday Clock? <laughs> November 2017, that started. Yep. <laughs> it's the same month as Doomsday and Clock. What's amazing is issue two hit in December 2017. So it managed to hit two issues back to back. And then here we are. <laughs> guess it happens. I guess yeah. it happens. Um, all right, there you go. That's the news, which means we can get on to the comic books of the week. Uh, and we are going to, in fact, start with Deceased Issue 5, Tom Taylor rating with Trevor Hearsign on the art. And, Matt, did you go through a lot of tissues at the end of this issue? Oh, big time. I was super bummed out. I, I expected I, as much. Yeah. I, I read it right before we left to go to the hockey game, which that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Hooey! Didn't yeah. expect it to go this way. This, this is uh, this is pretty fantastic. This is uh, yeah. this opens with the aftermath of the bombs going off at the end of issue four. Uh, we find that the uh, Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern in this case being Black Canary or Green Canary yeah. or you know what I mean. I think, we, I think we settled on Green Canary. Yeah, Green Canary. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she uh, shields everyone in the Daily Planet um, with with a bubble, but the city has been devastated and. You know, Lex Luthor shows up, and he's and you know he says, "Look what happened to our city." He says, "Our," which uh, he's yeah. he's broken. He's completely yeah. devastated by this. He he drops to his knees and is like, "I didn't want this to happen." Yeah, he's actually yeah. like honestly looking for Superman's help, maybe for the first time ever. Uh, well, because the way that he's introed, it looks like he's pointing and yelling at him, like mm. almost he's gonna blame Superman. And then Superman comes over and does the cool red eye thing. And then, no, he goes, truce, I'm not here to fight. And then he drops to his knees and says, look what happened to our city. And you're like, and I'm like, oh, man. This, okay. this is a, this is my favorite portrayal of Luther, where, you know, it's, it's the, you know, he's evil in a sense as he wants to beat Superman and, you know, and, and all, all those sort of plans. But he doesn't want to reduce the earth no. to dust. He, you know, nope. that, that's not, not his interest. He, he wants to be the savior of mankind. Well, so you're saying you don't like the version in Smallville where we flash forward to his future and he's president and he's launching a hundred nukes to murder the entire planet? I'm okay with the Which... president and him launching nukes against another state because that seems like what Luther could do. Uh, it's it's only the, the, the 
okay, where he'll let them hit America that I, I find it hard to grasp as in Oh, and they so. definitely were because it was stock oh, footage. It was stock footage from Terminator 3 and that's exactly what they were doing in that movie. So. Look, I'm not <laughs> disputing it. I'm just saying uh, I can, I can uh. buy, you know, President Luther I'm okay with because again, that tracks with it. Him launching nukes against another country. Yeah, again, I can still buy that from Luther because uh, as, as long as his people, as he sees it, are, are okay. Uh, I, that kind of tracks with, with what I'd expect from him. Yeah, uh, so the team at this point start uh, talking about where to, you know, where to keep people, uh, the, you know, the survivors. They destroy the internet so it can't spread, at least through technology. It can still spread through people, of course, the, the old-fashioned right. zombie way. But uh, they take out satellites and, you know, cables in the ocean and, uh, you know, flashes, you know, speed-forcing through server rooms and all sorts. Um, and they make a couple of like safe havens they they basically lift some ocean beds uh superman and wonder woman and mira to make a new island plus diana asks for themiscara to like open its doors essentially to people um yeah they don't make an entirely new island they just add on to themiscara to make it bigger. yeah they, they pull it up from the sea floor yeah to yeah. make yeah. Uh, themiscara bigger they make a, an annex so it's like a, a separate yep. little you know side to it uh, but they also want to use gotham which is turned into like a like a forest a it's, yeah it's a jungle that's been created overnight obviously from poison ivy uh and damien's yeah. wearing his bat suit uh and he's very small he's like a batman who's like five foot tall it's it's kind of <laughs> it's amusing because you, you've got a uh, diner and ollie stood there next to it just yeah you know, and he's up to their shoulders yeah no it's, it's, it's <laughs> why, neat. why are you here why is a robin dressed as a tiny batman <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! And Harley's like, "Come on, uh, Ivy, be, be nice. Uh, let people we in." We talked about this. You it, can be a benevolent jungle queen. And Ivy's like, "There will be rules. If anyone, if anyone like damages the plants, <laughs> like I, just, I love that, that when when she's like, there'll be rules.' Harley's so excited. She's like, "Yes, got it." <laughs> yeah, and obviously they're using the fortress as well as as it makes sense. Uh, Notably, the old Daily Planet, like Globe, is like half destroyed, but it's sitting outside. Obviously, they've used that as a transportation method with the uh, the Green Lantern Ring or whatever, yeah. uh, which is a nice touch. Uh, I also like that Luther's like, you know, Cyborg, you're quite smart and useful. Why have we never worked together? Because you always try to kill me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but in my defense, that was before I realized you could be useful. Oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, so they're looking at arcs because Earth's not safe anymore, although Superman's insistent that it should stay and it should fight for, for the planet. Which is on brand for him. Mm. He's not it losing is. another one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love Lex here again. You know, he's like, yo, yo, and, and as the most intelligent person on the planet, and he's like, wait, wait a second, Batman's dead, Batman right? Batman dead? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right, then I am the most intelligent person on yeah. the planet. Yeah, and of course he then starts rubbing in that Clark's had two dead worlds and Lois clocks him in the face. Which is very cathartic, of course. Very enjoyable. The best part of it, though, is uh, Lois noticing John watching, saying, "Oh, violence never uh, solves uh, anything, John. It's never the answer." Is oh, it, yeah. it looked pretty good answer to that just then. <laughs> Taylor Taylor's so on point in this issue with the emotion, because there's yeah. so much emotional tension with this. You know, they're building a new society, and you know, uh, they've lost so many people. And then you get these fun moments, like you know, Batman. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the smartest. And here, with violence, is never the answer. Um, Except then. Yeah, right yeah. then, right now. Um, but yeah, and uh, everything's going a little bit too well because they get to mourn all the people 
you know, that are that are that they've lost and they're relocating to the Gotham jungle and to Mascara and they're building the arcs and we get um we get Barry and Dinah and, and Ollie all morning Hal. Which is nice because I feel sometimes you don't get those types in, in yeah. of moments in, in a usually story not like time this. In these stories, yeah. This this took a moment. I mean, it's not a huge moment. It's one panel, but it's enough. It's, yeah, exactly. But then infected Jean Jones shows up and is absolutely devastating. And in mostly, I mean, first of all, completely kills Lex. Lex gets split in half uh, yeah. from from John Jones, uh, and then he infects Barry. And it's like shit. Barry just got infected. And it's actually Firestorm who beats uh, Jean uh, with his, yeah, with his makes powers. Sense. But it's like holy shit. Barry's infected. and He just sped off at super speed. So Superman's like, no, Wally, we can't risk losing you. I'll go deal with Barry. And his whole plan is to... He can't catch up with them. And Barry's running around at super speed infecting civilians. Like, he's just, like, Ugh. you know, it's the worst possible thing. So Superman flies, you know, out of space, goes around the other side of the planet, and he's like, no, my plan is to just sort of fly into him head on. And I love the touch here where he's like, like Cyborg, just let me know Flash is dead. He's like, he is. He's like, promise me. Like, he is like, make sure you, he's already dead. You promise me that he is already dead yep. before I do this. And he basically flies through him at super speed. And it actually made me think of the boys. Uh, hey, the me too. Yeah, yeah. The opening, yep. the opening stuff from the boys. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, so this is already dark as shit. Superman doing this is already like a really weird and like violent like scene. But he's got no choice. He's yeah. saving no. however much life is left on the planet. I don't I don't want to put a number on that because it doesn't feel like there's enough to, right. to say yeah. millions. I but, don't know, but some of Barry's bones penetrate Clark's stomach. Um, and you know, I feel like you know we could argue about like as should this be possible? It, it's speed force, bro. Just go. I'm I'm gonna say there's well, no. Uh, it's not a physical penetration. It's the uh, no, he, the vibration. You know, sure. he he phases yeah. through him as he splatters, and they get stuck inside. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, that's that's fair. Um, so Superman, because he's Superman's able to fight off the infection for a small time and just to say goodbye and explain what's happening to him. And he uses actually uses uh, Wallace to uh, sort of get Lois, John, and that, and Ma- and Mac in into speed time, mm-hmm. speed force time, so that he's got enough time to say goodbye. Um, and he's like, you know, thank you for choosing me. You know, I found you across the stars. You know, all this romantic stuff, uh, in hugging John and like, you know, all the stuff you'd expect from this type of goodbye. And the final page of the book is Superman flying as far away from Earth as he can before it overtakes him, and. It just it, you know this is where we find out who's narrating the whole time because mm-hmm. the narration refers to him as my husband. So we find out Lois has been the narrator the entire time, and Clark in space and he's still sort of in the vicinity. I think he's next to the moon actually. Uh, by the looks of it, Maybe yeah, right. yeah. Or he's it... not far enough away. Yeah, he's not is far that, enough away. Is that still the Earth? It could still it's be the Earth. Hard to say with the color because yeah. everything's tinged red with yeah. the the blast but uh he yeah he just starts blasting heat vision in space and it's like if he's not far enough away and he comes back to earth like they are screwed i mean yeah. here's the thing does does kryptonite still work on a undead yeah maybe but it still has the same problem that, that they had with barry of the you know the speedster infection because right. he can move not that fast but plenty right. fast but the the fact that he goes into straight into heat vision, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's destructive yeah. because it's immediately like a time bomb. Yeah. Just, that's him gone. Yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, Superman has been infected yeah. and is this, now the most this dangerous... This did not make me feel good. Yeah, he's the most dangerous entity on the planet. Uh, or slightly off-planet. Around but, the planet. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's that's a hard. I, I think you know all the stuff it was doing before then with explaining how they're trying to like save whoever's left was working well, and then you get to this last half of the book where it's you no know, Flash yeah, has been infected, Superman has to deal with it, and then he gets infected himself. All that stuff was just emotionally gut punching. Oh, so it's, it's like, incredible. yeah, I felt like, oh okay, we'll have an epilogue issue, you know, with the, after this about how society reformed, and Taylor goes, oh that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, I, I do kind of wish the book had a better artist, but, like, you know, the story's no, I'm, solid. I'm, I'm a really big fan of this art, for, for this, mm-hmm. personally. It's, uh, it's, it's actually been growing on pretty good. More. Yeah, this issue, it, it hit a lot of the emotional moments. I, I hear signs, like, faces and stuff just don't really work for me. All of these, like, characters are really lanky. They feel a bit skinny. I don't know, it's just a, a constant thing that's been through all of these issues. The lanky thing I get, it stopped bothering me, for whatever reason. Uh, it I you know I used to notice it a lot uh, the first couple of issues. Now it's just there, not really even thinking about it anymore. Um, the faces I disagree with. I think it's nailing a lot of the faces, especially in this issue with the expressions and points. Uh, yeah, like you know, oh, like when... Superman's face when he's flying through Barry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, pain. Yeah, it's it's emotional pain. It really right. is. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just those conversations, you know, even though I really like the dialogue when, uh, you know, after Lois punches Lex, like, you know, Lois's face as she's talking to the kids there um, doesn't really work for me, it just feels a bit off. Um, And there's a lot of faces like that in in this issue, and in Tearsign's other issues of this series. Um, I just don't like like how he draws faces, or people. Uh, And people are kind of an important part of drawing uh, comics. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's kind of an issue. More on that when we get to Batman, because we've got a great artist in that too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's a solid issue. Uh, it has a lot of big emotional beats, and uh, yeah, the ending's fantastic. So, uh, Matt, what are you giving deceased number five? I'm, I'm gonna give this one a, a nine. It's it's really good. Uh, emo- it's literally an emotional roller coaster. All right, Connor. Yeah, I'm going with a nine. I'm going to go with an eight, uh, just because they are. That's yeah. that's where it loses its point for me. Uh, but there you go. That's deceased number five, uh, which will take us on to Batman number eighty, which is Tom King writing with John Romita Jr. on art. This was a nasty, nasty surprise. <laughs> I I opened this up at at work on on Wednesday. I got it digitally mm-hmm. and went. I made a huge mistake. Yeah, I sure should have waited. I I will say I love uh, Moray's colors. Sure, I because I I, yeah. I opened it up. I saw the cover and went, oh gosh, got a Ramita cover. Oh well, uh, looking forward to the interior art at least. And then I looked at the thing that said Ramita Junior on art. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is going to be. Says, uh, this is just what you wanted for Batman's Return to Gotham, right? Do you know the sad yep, part? Right. Is I actually think the story in this is pretty good. I like the issue. Yep. I like the writing's solid. Yep. I like I like what's happening, but. <laughs> It, it has one of my most hated moments of the, the last ten issues. Of course it does. Of course Connor's here to complain about about King's Batman. What one page is... in particular? We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, it starts off. Uh, Batman's actually matches Malone at first, and he encounters right. uh, 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 what, what do you face? Uh, Professor Pike and Two Face. Uh, I hate how uh, Ramita's Two Face looks. I'll say that right off. Um, 
He looks like he's 14. Well, it, it it gave me flashbacks to to um, All Star. What was yeah All Star? Yeah. I I hated that story so much as a Two Face fan. Yeah, uh, because so, so we're we're already off to a rough start. Oh, absolutely. For me, and obviously this. he ends up fighting them, at, you know, and taking them down. And this issue is largely about like, okay, he's back in Gotham, and this is like people in Gotham slowly realizing the Batman's back, and. Yeah. Uh, so we have this this scene with with Two Face and and Professor Pig, and you know we see him open his shirt and he's got the bullets of his armor underneath, uh, and we see Strange talking to Flashpoint Batman and Strange is like, nah, he can't be back because Flashpoint Batman is basically he's here, tell Bane. He's like, no, 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 he was so so broken. There's no way he's back. And seriously, Strange, after all this time, you're gonna gonna doubt the Batman. <laughs> like how many times has he come I back? I understand and... men <laughs> psychology. No, no, you don't. No, <laughs> really doesn't. Really doesn't. Um, uh, likewise, Catwoman gets a pretty cool introduction uh, where Mad Hatter is going to shoot a cat, and you can cast as soon as like it's going to be threatened to a cat, you know where this is going. This is going to be Catwoman's entrance. Uh, also, and... so I know he wears a a very large hat. Mm-hmm. Where, but that is a where, very long gun. Is that what you're saying? Did he become a magician? Is um, I actually think he is doing some stage magic. Given that you know yeah. the start of this, he's talking about oh, everyone's some magical solution to their problems. Yeah, right. So yeah, I th- I, I I think okay. my hat is into stage magic now. That makes okay. sense. Um, and you have you know Catwoman's just silhouette at the end after she whips him, you know, pulls him back with a whip, and we just like hear the cat purring. Um, at the end, is you know comfortable, and uh, we see Kite Man, and I, 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 maybe maybe this is this, the page Connor hates that's coming up. I don't know because I kind of loved it. Um, not the art because Ramita Junior, but Kite Man's flat, gliding through the air in the rain. Imagine any of of the other artists we've had. Mm-hmm. Give, give give me Tony Daniel. I know on this part. Give me Tony Daniel. Give me Yanning. Give me Clay Man. Any of the yeah. other artists we've had on this one. <laughs> But uh, so basically, you know, Kite Man gets nabbed with a rope. He's upside down, and we get a full page spread of him dangling upside down. And because before the page turn, he's like, "You're back?" Question mark. And you know, Batman up in the corner of this building, looking down at him, just says, "Hell yeah!" Like, I think this page is perfect. You know, for everything I've had in this run, this is a perfect least little uplifting moment. No, this is what I hate. Of I course, hate part of me thinks this. that. Batman, hell yeah, yeah. I had a problem with that. I, I understand it, right? Because it leans into the like, whole kite man, you know. Selena saying this, sure. Yeah. Damien saying this, absolutely. Uh-huh. Bruce saying this, no. I, I hate to say this, but I agree with Connor. No, nah, you, you have to imagine it with the right tone. You have to imagine him saying it in the right way, but it works. Oh, so like, like Christian Bale growling it. Is that what you're talking about? Just imagine animated series Batman with that smirk, that that side mouth smirk that he had sometimes. I get that, but King's Batman has never felt like that Batman, so that that doesn't feel fair to yeah, that, to that's suddenly go, oh, that, that's this Batman. A little bit happy. Ah, okay, yeah. it works for me. He's, he's by obviously and he's in a good mood, all right. Like he's he's, he's feeling good about life. Um, uh, Kate Man's upside down. I don't know. I like this page. Uh, but there you have uh, Gotham girls freaking out. She's needing another dose of whatever she's taking to keep. Probably sane. venom, right? Probably venom, yeah. Um, and he's all, he's all, you know, she's all freaking out, and Thomas is trying to like kind of calm her down. Um, but it's like, no, no, no. For what he's done to you, I'm going to, f- you know, I'm going to find him and you know do whatever. 
Uh, Batman has a face-off with Hush um, in the ring. Here's, here's my problem with this Gotham Girl narrative. Mm-hmm. So so what Bruce has done to her when Bruce tried to help her numerous times? Whereas, or is Thomas talking about he's going to flip on Bane now? Because this is not working. Like, this is my problem with Gotham Girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of unclear. It may just be kind of them manipulating how she thinks of Bruce, even though we know, obviously, he just tried to help her. Um, I I hate Ramita Art so much. (laughs) I'm just, I'm looking at some of the next couple of pages. And, like, Batman's face just looks horrendous. I I love the colours, though. And I can see these colours over Fornes Art. Yeah, you know, who you know, we've had a few issues yeah. of him on Batman. And... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not faulting the colors, but I mean, the colors don't really matter when the line no, works this no, bad. No, but but this particular coloring I can see on Fauna's art, and it would look phenomenal. Mm. Um, you know, I guess so. He's, he just throws a batarang at him, and this little stand up. It's basically him going around taking out some of the big villains, right? That's kind of the thing. Batman's back, and also the ventriloquist is Batman, or is his uh, Flashpoint Batman's Alfred Butler? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why not? Mm. Why not? Uh, but yeah, so he he goes off, and uh, apparently Bane's ordered that he should uh, maybe kill the boy. I mean, and Damien, mm-hmm. and that's kind of leads us to what our our big uh, cliffhanger was. Is you know, Thomas goes into the cave, uh, Damien's dangling upside down, um, and you know Bruce knows that that's what he's probably going to do next. So that's that's where this is yep. kind of going. Um, and he's kind of banking that Thomas might not make the decision to do this. That Thomas may actually right. have some modicum of of morality or attachment or something. Right. That'll stop. Because the whole reason he did this was to save Bruce's, you know, so Bruce can be happy. Yeah. He doesn't have to be Batman anymore, and he'll shoulder that burden. But now this burden has has transferred to Thomas, and it's not at all what he wanted to be. That, that's why I, what. I was going to say, can I talk about how the second last panel, when, you know, Catwoman's there with him, uh, with Batman, yeah. uh, the Batman cowl looks more like a Wolverine mask than it does yeah, a Batman it does. Yeah. It, it it does that, too, in the, the scene with uh, Hush, mm. where he's, where, where it's like the Old West, you know, High Noon showdown. All I was hitting was Wolverine. Like, yeah, even yeah. his proportions. Like, to me, Batman's not short and stocky, right? He's... He is when Ramita draws him. I guess... You know, so, but yeah, but no, I just feel like this plays into... I, I think what I will say Ramita draws well in this issue is Flashpoint Batman's shoulder pads. Those always look pretty good. <laughs> I hate them still. <laughs> oh, I hate uh... them, but I think they look objectively good from Ramita, even if I hate the design. Uh, I, want, I want a consensus in the comments and on Twitter, at DC Comics Podcast. Yeah or nay in the hell yeah page. I want, I want, I want opinions. It's terrible from this particular Batman. Especially, just I love hearing people side with me over Connor. That's yeah, always, no, you do. That's always good news. Um, but seriously, here's the reflected thing about this issue: is I actually think I, I like the story a lot. I like the the feeling of like Batman coming back to the city, kind of picking away at the villains, and everyone being like he's back. That feels good. They are. Yeah. It's the, terrible. The legend Imagine of Batman. Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, it makes good. Uh, but the the art is terrible. It's garbage. Yeah, can't be doing it. Mm. His faces look bad. The proportions look bad. Uh, mm. the, the hero, like, like everyone has stubble. 
because yeah. John Romero, even, even Damien, yeah, even Damien has stubble because he can't help but draw how, little things. How old is Damien at this point? Thirteen. Not old enough to have stubble. He's. I don't think Damien will ever be able to grow a beard. He's, you know. Sure, but stubble is different. I don't know. Stubble leads to a beard. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think so, Connor. <laughs> Most people could still grow stubble. Then it has to be. I I matches. know several women who can, but oh, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know, maybe if it's just stubble in the form of Roz's like mustache goatee combo. Like maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, with with yeah. with that in in his blood, you know, there's no way he's not growing a magnificent beard. Yeah, I I don't think he has double though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a frustrating. I mean, obviously, like I, th- I think the issue is good. It's a good issue. Uh, although uh, Connor probably disagrees because Connor hates everything. No, it's the, yeah. I hate everything. I'm just bored of this run at this point, and this has I... moments that I actively dislike, combined with terrible art, <laughs> which d- doesn't make for a pleasant reading experience, does it? Matt, what are you rating it? I'm gonna give it a seven because the story was good enough but the art this could have been like an 8 an 8.5 but that art man I do not like JRJR I'm sure he's a nice guy and I always feel bad for crapping on him but his art style is not for me Connor? Give it a 5 <laughs> I am going to agree with the 7 um, I, much like Matt it would probably be an 8 or 8.5 had the art been good hell if the art had been amazing it could have even gone higher than that but uh, yes there you go that will take us on to Justice League issue 33, Scott Snyder and James Tynan IV with Bruno Redondo and Daniel Semper on the art. Uh, so, much like the formula of the last couple of issues, it's very similar again. We have, you know, the, the stuff in the present day with Lex and Perpetua, and uh, now with the, the monitors kind of coming together to sort of uh, meet them. And then we have the past stuff with the GSA, uh, with, with Hal and Barry, and of course, Aquaman is, was revealed at the end of the last issue, and that was some weird interference we just got there. I will. Oh. Yeah, I I think it came from Max. I had it too. Okay. I didn't get it, so it's probably me. Yeah. Is your phone near your mic, Matt, or near the cable? No. It's not. Nope. Okay. Nope. That's all. That's all over here. My phone's over here. Right, just check it. Just check it, because yeah. sometimes that can I be the culprit. No, uh, I and then, of course, in the future, we have the Trinity uh, with Brainiac 1 million. So, as well as point out, the in- last issue, we introduced Brainiac 1 million. And then in this issue, we have the Ultra Monitor. <laughs> yeah. This, this book yeah. is going deep with the oh. absurd comic book name oh. like, things. Also, the Ultra Monitor is cool as shit. The Ultra Monitor reminded me of Captain Planet. And I mean <laughs> that as a compliment. <laughs> it looks great. I, I love I the hear giant powers sack. combined. Hi, of the Ultra Monitor. I mean, he looks like he's got a bit of a gut, actually. His belly's looking a little bit puffy. And? I mean, there's three of them in there. That's that's where the strength comes from, Pete. <laughs> is, this, is this Matt's next cosplay? <laughs> next time he goes to a con? Shh, don't ruin it for people. <laughs> I am the okay, Ultra Monitor. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So uh, the JSA crew are on their way to Atlantis. 
they kind of ask Aquaman how he came back and he mentions the anti-monitor saving him. Um, this kind of murky things up though because we thought that this was set maybe before his like first arc in the you know, yeah. solo book with Kelly Sue Deconic's run it's... but it kind of implies that it's not via the editor's note so yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah I think the impression I got was so he went straight from uh, the ending of Drowned Earth that's where he had his moment with the anti-monitor uh-huh. and then when he was sent back you know he, he was sent back and that's when we got the first arc of kelly sue's stuff yeah so where, yeah, but, this... where, but where does the stuff with him remembering mira killing him coming into all this uh remember yeah 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 because he died mm-hmm. yeah uh, was that in drown earth and he was laying low well, that was the initial assumption, but then we saw that Mira killed him in that weird flashback but, he had. But yeah, but that's what I mean. So the way the way that we know. the way that we fixed this in our heads last issue was that the Mira killing him is going to happen at the end, you know, later on in this story, and that would lead into mm-hmm. his solo book. But now that they've confirmed I mean, that that's already happened, the, the Mira thing is not as clear as we have assumed in the past. Uh, yeah, maybe, very maybe possible. Maybe it's more metaphorical. Very possible, but. Um, it just it, okay, okay. Everything we were thinking last time about the, the timeline of this has just been kind of dealt with. I feel with. like if we wait until the end of this story, maybe it'll piece together a bit better. Yeah, as, bit. as with a lot of comic stories, to be honest, when they're concurrently running. Yeah, yeah, um, but th- this one makes it a bit more confusing. Whereas I think there's some examples later, particularly in Lois Lane of stuff happening in books that ties into other books that makes it all feel like a coherent world that everything's happening together yeah i feel like here this aquaman stuff is just inherently a little bit like wait what's happening how does this fit with that and it's it, it does but it is far from the most egregious case of that even in the last year well, know, it is, but what i'm saying is, is that there's examples where it enhances the story and then this is kind of the opposite where it's taking me out of it for a second because i'm like as i'm actually having to think about it i'm like okay oh, how does sure, this fit with yeah. that there's two separate stories that are ongoing and Okay, well, when they're finished, we'll slot them in. But in the moment, it's a bit jarring. I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah. Um, so, you and Alan and uh, John are kind of uh, bonding a little bit about being ring slingers, and and you know, John's like, "Oh man, like you know, th- you know, things don't even feel like they're any better in our time than compared to yours." And he's like, "Ah, we're not expecting you to fix everything. You know, just always be there to fight evil." Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, yeah. So. That's going on. The Trinity are dealing with Brainiac One Million, who's kind of making easy work of them. To be honest, he's kind of picking them up like the little yeah. kids, and you know, yeah. Whatever. Commander's just sat there chilling, uh, chilling on a rooftop watching. He's just waiting around for his final page so he can do his big, uh, big reveal, yeah. his big cliffhanger. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good to be fair. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I like Kendra in this issue. I, th- I, I love her having a potty mouth and like dropping. Obviously, it's censored, mm-hmm. but she's dropping like f bombs and stuff. Uh, and also yeah, she worked out. she's getting angry at lex uh and i'm not i'm not a big fan of, i mean i've not been a big fan of this lex for a while but i'm definitely not a fan in this issue of him having a t1000 arms and then b turning into the the version of the jokers at the end of the first arkham asylum game where he gets all big and bane like um, yeah i mean this is all because he kind of absorbed john so he's yeah. got his shape-shifting ability yeah that's what makes him the apex predator yeah, no, I mean, so that's. I, I get know. the why. I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm just saying I don't like it. Okay, fair enough. I just don't like the uh, visual of it. Like I, I, I like him goading Kendra a lot. Like to, to you know, unleash early. 
Sure, yeah. sure. But but she does because she's supposed to like hold her wings in her you know her her totality wings, wings. Yeah, yeah until the monitors have opened the portal to the other two teams and the other timelines which they can only do once they've got pieces of the totality which they don't have yet so so Kendra's kind of blown a load uh, which could be a problem although I'm sure they'll they'll deal with it um I will say uh, the others going into Atlantis I actually for a second it took me a while to notice the green outline on them to you know to you know to tell us that the green lantern was uh protecting them yeah. from okay I thought it was quite uh actually quite an obvious outline well no, it is uh when you look up at the group shot them all going down together because um, even in the first, the wide shot at the top, where they're just kind of in the distance, they're just all green. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't really kind of like taking it in. And I got to the the, the wildcat panel at the bottom, and I went, "How is he just floating in water without giving a shit?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a green light line. Never mind." Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, I forgot how much I love wildcat. Yeah, he's a he's one he's of those the... characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, uh, they try and talk to the king. You know, you know, Arthur's like, oh, he's, he's you know, he's my, my. Uh, a little my... bit complicated, but in my time, you know, I'm I'm one of you fellas. Yeah, yes, he's, he's like my father or grandfather or whatever. Like, just just go, go along with it. Uh, but Cheetah and Sinestro and Grodd show up and they've got Poseidon <laughs> on chains. Uh, yep, he, he's basically Cheetah's bitch right now, and the, the, the <laughs> and then Vandal Savage shows up with his uh with his Legionnaires Club, because apparently this run's going to pull every single character possible out of everything, every, of all yep. time in DC Comics. Uh, so I'm okay with that. You know, um, I'm a little bit numb to it at this point. You know, by the time we got to the reveal at the end of the issue, I'm like, okay, I get it. We can pull things from anywhere. I, see, I thought I was, but then I got to the last page and went, oh, shit, didn't see that coming. Yeah, because you know, we're basically at the end here where everyone's getting beat, uh, you know, Brainiac won millions, electrocuting the Trinity. Kendra's fighting Lex, and Vandal Savage is facing down. Uh, you know, Lantern flashing Aquaman, and then Commandy's like, you know, recruited uh, Batman Beyond and the other Beyond Justice League members, uh, which is the final page reveal. Uh, we need to win more justice. Yep. We need more justice. Yeah, which. Is is right. I mean, I've been typically enjoying this arc, uh, and you know the JSA stuff and the stuff in the future. Um, I will say I'm a little bit numb to the big reveals in this now because it is just pulling in from everywhere. Yeah, um, I want to know who this Legionnaires Club is because I want to read a story about them. Of course, you. Yeah, do they that. look cool as shit. Yeah, uh... yeah, um, and I, I'm not a huge Batman Beyond fan. I have very little attachment. Oh. Um, but yeah. I still thought it was cool. Well, you know, oh, hey, we're doing that now. Uh, yeah, you know, it still it still had impact on well, me as someone who doesn't care about my own beyond. I assume people right. who do care. This so, this felt well, pretty big for them. We'll we'll get to Millennium, but this I feel like this whatever happens from here is what lays the groundwork for Millennium, which then Millennium lays the groundwork for what's going on in Legion, which will set up that whole new timeline thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. like one begets the other. So, yeah, I am. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's just fine. As easily the best art of the week so far, uh, which the bar was not that high for me, <laughs> admittedly. But, um, you know, so that's got that going for it, at least. Like, I feel like, I mean, this was the last book I read, and I think, even though I've been typically enjoying this art, I always put it off till last because it's always the most wordy one I have, and it was easily the most wordy book I had this week. That's, that's funny, given that your logic previously is, 
okay, the big books I'm going to do first because they take longer. Uh, so it's strange yeah. to me that this one that presumably takes longer to read, yeah, is, that's is, what you, you, you then go, right, I'll leave it to last. Because, yeah, but it's... The, <laughs> okay, the big books, though, I still kind of looking forward to reading. Whereas Justice League, I mean, I, I would not look forward to reading it, but it's, it's definitely... Like, this one's going to be the most that's... Because impo- uh, some issues of this have been a chore to read, and I never know before I read it if it's going to be one of those issues. So it always gets put off to last because I'm like, oh, dude, you know, well, I like this week's issue. I don't know. Maybe it'll be like that issue, that villain's issue we had that was like Batman Who Laughs and stuff back at like, issue eight, which was terrible. Whatever issue number that was. Oh, but that was so yeah. long ago now. Yeah. I mean, um, I agree it was terrible, but Jesus, if you're still hanging on to that as for every issue. Well, no, that wasn't the only one that I disliked, though. That's just the one that came to mind as being the worst. Fair enough. There's been other issues I've been pretty down on in this this run. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you have. Um, but uh, I didn't like this one as much as the last couple, I think. Uh, the, the formula of the last few issues really settled into this one, I thought, um, where it was just a little bit of advancement in each plot. Um, and... You know, I I almost wonder would it have worked better to have a full issue of just the GSA like in the past, a full issue of just the, the future stuff, and a full issue of the present day team, and like get, let them all have their own little stories, kind of breathe, as opposed to cutting between them all like this, uh, because it does get to the point where it feels like it's just a little bit of each one in each issue, just kind of like yeah, s- sneaking that. along, um, and I was kind of feeling it in this one mostly, and then. You know, and the big reveals are fine. They're just, I'm just a little bit numb to them at this point because I feel like so much of this run has been revealing other things from DC's history, just sort of coming out. Um, and yeah. I, I, I guess this, this, this final one here feels the most stunty one to me. I guess. Oh, that's a word. Stunt, no, it's just stunt like. I mean, it's par for the course. It's, it's staying consistent for me, so yeah, I'm okay with all this. I like. Again, but I like the pulpiness. I like the the different teams being assembled and whatnot. I, I and, personally quite like Snyder going. Screw it, let's do everything in one big story. Oh, it's yeah. We've said before this this is Snyder by way of Morrison. Yeah, uh, and I, I feel that with the way he kind of treats all these other things that he's bringing in. There's the you know the the reveals and you know okay here's Batman Beyond now. It's like okay cool. Um, it, it feels like you know Morrison did a lot of that work with admittedly smaller things just because he loves stupid tiny little things he's like i'm i'm making this a thing again mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean i, I feel like if he if it if there was more time given to all these like reveals to actually like where every, every idea feel like it was still, i feel like he's just going through a lot of ideas very quickly and i don't feel like i'm getting enough time to really care about any of them um and give them all the weight that they, they probably should deserve You know, I I mean I can see that, you know, but I feel like this story is just it's a, it's for for as deep as he wants Snyder wants to go, it's not gonna take its time. Not that it's rushing either, because I'm I'm fine with that. But this is pretty steady pacing wise. Yeah, he he's just scraping the surface, and so that's why I feel stuff will pay off later. So um, and he's seeding the ground that way. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's much better than All-Star Batman, and it's much better than, mm-hmm. you know, some of his, uh, his later regular Batman one, but, uh, you know, it, it's very up and down for me, you know, I've, I've been very kind of, as, as bizarre as this sentence is, I've been very consistently up and down <laughs> with with this book, uh, 
over the course of this run. And like I said, I think this arc is one of the best ones, but I, I am starting to feel the formula of how it's structured each each issue uh, with the, the different teams. But uh, still certainly not not uh, the, the low point of the of the book uh, because we definitely had that. Um, I, you know, I wasn't big on the Thanagar Prime issues and I wasn't big on uh, some of the other stuff that I'm sure I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. So, so it's all in one one uh, set of eyes and out the other. Yeah, so the first stuff with uh, Vandal, Savage, and all this, that was all seated back in 18. Mm. So Yeah, I remember enjoying yeah. that a lot. Because I'm, I'm just looking up, because I'm trying to figure out who these characters are. Um, but, they have yeah. some great designs, don't they? They do, they do. But I don't think there's uh, names or anything for them, but... If we can get a JSA story of JSA versus these guys. Oh, uh, yes. I need it. Let's do it. Uh, you I need may. it so badly. You may. If there's going to be a JSA book we've, after we've this. Got, we've got, as far as I'm concerned, the dude on the left is proto Deadshot. Yep. With the, with, the, with the eye thing. Yep. Uh, well, and then we, you also have proto, I mean, the, the, the steampunk lady with the top yep. hat. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the same there. You've got kind of like a an early Blue Beetle-esque suit in the back. In the back. Almost like Black Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got very classic, uh, you know, explorer, archaeologist yeah. character. Uh, the glasses give me a, but... yeah, a Savannah vibe. Yeah, I can know? see that. So, but yeah, whoever those guys these. are. Yeah. But, no, that was... I, I like this issue. I mean... Art's pretty consistent throughout, so... For the most uh, part, uh, Aquaman has some dodgy feet at one point. Yeah. While he's uh, swimming. Uh, the the page with all the, the green outlines that Pete was talking about. Yeah. If you yeah. look right in the middle, Aquaman's feet are just a bit strange. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But mostly it's pretty good. But yeah, yeah. and the Ultra, ultra Monitor, uh, if this is anything going forward, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, you know where. Where, where it's like the, the biggest type of crisis. Because when you think about the anti-monitor and the monitor, they were introduced during the first crisis. Mm. So um, the fact well, that they I can like join together. At some point in the next Yeah. Yep. All right. What are we rating it then, Matt? 8.5. Connor? Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. 8.5. 7 for me good but feeling feeling some some uh kinks oh roughness not kinks like that man get your head out of the gar <laughs> oh, how, how do you like your monitors i like them all combined that's right three and one <laughs> i like the three and one ultra monitor Oh dear. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to go with that joke. Anyway, let's move on. Let's just move on swiftly to the next, uh, the next uh, book, which is Legion of Superheroes Millennium, issue two. Brian Michael Bendis writing with Jim Chung, Jeff DeCal, Nicholas Scott, and Ryan Sook on the art. Once again, it's jumping through time periods, and with each time period mm-hmm. difference, we get a different artist. Uh, so, once again, it's Rose, and she is traveling through. 
Well, so I said traveling. She, she's literally just living through all these time living periods. Living through all these times. Yeah. And the first one, she goes to the Space Museum. As soon as I saw the Space Museum, mm-hmm. I got very excited. Of course she did. Um, because I know who worked at the Space Museum. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, am, am I going to get him? And sure as hell, there's John Michael Carter. Uh, or Michael John Carter. I always flip him. Working as a security guard, and she gets to interact with Booster. So, and we also get some really cool Nicola uh, Scott art with like history of the DCU mm-hmm. playing out. Um, yeah, at one point like, they're walking past like holograms that are doing like yeah. Green Lantern, like you know, holding his ring up, uh, Justice League fighting Starro, classic Batman and Robin, then Shazam, yeah. you know, doing yeah. his, you know lightning well, strike. And you got uh, Superman versus Doomsday and the JSA meeting. Um, and then Crisis with the death of Supergirl uh, and stuff. So that's all real cool. But they're basically having a, a conversation about what it was like during that Age of Heroes. And Rose is basically like, no, it's not as great as you thought it was. Like, they were all liars. How did, and she's all just very down. Yeah, how did you feel about the running gag here with Booster? Uh, com- friends? Yeah, talking about friends and talking about so, the, the Bing show. <laughs> I, I I loved it as uh-huh. as the fact that I enjoy friends from time to time, and if if Booster's going to relate to a character, of course it's Chandler, you know, uh-huh. and so him butchering all the stuff from you know this very old show and whatnot, I thought was was pretty funny. Yeah, um, his last page, he actually says like, "Could I be any more of a superhero?" Mm-hmm. Like you know, he, like it's this whole thing. Um, so. Yeah, and then we go further in time, of course, uh, or as the as the book refers to it as and then, which I'm not going to lie. Right. Even, even now, I hear and then, and all I can hear is the drive through at Dudbury's my car. Dudbury's my car. Yeah. And then, no, and then. Oh dear, and we got Omac, who's powered by Brother Eye. <laughs> Here's my problem with Omac and Brother Eye. I know that DDO has such a thing for this character. Mm-hmm. And I can't get past it. I'm sure Max a great concept, but I just, um, I don't know. I heard Brother Eye, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But you see him, you see Omac take out all these people. He's in the middle of a war zone. Um, he's trying to evacuate the city. He calls help, help Brother Eye, but he hits around the corner, and there's a uh, Thorn, looking all like uh, future war. Like, I definitely got Terminator vibes here. Yeah, she looks like she's in uh, Mad Max here. or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they have a discussion about, you know, you're waging this war and you're destroying everything, but why? You know? And he's like, oh, because we, we, we have to and whatnot. And she's like, oh, I've seen a whole bunch of stuff. And she starts talking about heroes again, like she was with, uh, with Booster. Yeah, I mean, this, this issue largely is her losing hope and then kind of finding it again. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. essentially the gist. This is the uh, the Jim Chung art of the yeah. the book, yeah. um, which is not bad. I mean, I feel like Chung's faces sometimes feel a little, like, like a very minor... Blocky. It, well, they, they feel like just almost slightly John Meter Jr.-esque at times. Just a yeah. little bit. Like, there's a little bit to the mouth sometimes. Yeah. But he's much better. Don't get me wrong. He is miles, miles yeah. better. Yeah, well... So I mean, they're very blocky. Like I feel like every character has a square head, oh, even yeah. when it's rounded. So 
Yeah. Um, of course, though, my favourite art of the book was the next section. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, holy shit, this space stuff, when she's got the spacesuit on. I My only problem is it doesn't seem to match anything else. Like, it's it's so good, but then the, the format changes to fit oh, it's the so, art. Yeah, it's so different. And, the, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. this narration. It's not got the boxes anymore. It's just her sort of writing in a journal. Although it does switch between uh, green and pink text, the green being thorn instead yeah. of rose. But it's so beautiful. Like, it is stunning to look at. Um, please, please, more of this art uh, somewhere, please. Yeah. Whatever you want. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm assuming this is the Jeff Decal yeah, art. Yeah, I assume so, because I, I don't recognize it from anything. No, so that's all I'm looking up what, what else he's done. Uh, a lot of Marvel, it's looking like. Mm. Uh, if, if this is him dipping his toes out of DC I'm happy for him to jump in and do a book maybe do a black label yeah. book uh, hey black label green lantern book by Decal. Yeah, that's my that's my wish list now oh boy when when you when you google him uh-huh. a lot of cool images come up I'm gonna have to deep dive later it's all very noir-y that's cool uh, and shadowy but yeah but no this, this art and I don't want to say like I didn't enjoy it because I did enjoy it but it just it took me out just because the entire structure changes. But it, it shows that as she went out to space, the further she got, the more she felt it was much like Earth. Yeah. And like, oh, there's there's crime lords even far out here, and Thorne takes care of but them. But she, she also feels that she's the alien. She's like realizing that, hey, I'm not yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. one out here. Like, I am the alien. But yeah. I think what this is why it worked for me, this art change, is because it felt more cosmic, and she's like flying in space. And there's that, yeah. that last page of this where... She's like this little tiny part of the the full page spread, and uh, there's like sort of the face like in the sort of the celestial light that's coming off the sun or whatever it is. Um, it's really beautiful, but it was very two thousand and one, and it kind of feels like this cosmic odyssey she's on. Uh, it, 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 yeah. I think that tonal shift worked for me because it, it felt like you know, this is a very spiritual part of her journey, whereas you know everything before now, it's been kind of very circumstantial as to just what the what the world's become. Uh, or what, or whatever world she's on, because she's had to flee elsewhere. Um, so then the final story, of course, is she's decides to come back to what what is now Earth. Although Earth's not a planet anymore, it's like a kind of artificial series of pods. Yeah. And formation. So there's a yeah. So there's a core, and almost what looks like um, like a low key atmosphere around part of it. But yeah, all of them are kind of attached to this. Almost electricity coming off of the core. Yeah, it's, it's um, all these little domes uh, that are right. basically cities coming out of the, the core. It's called mm-hmm. New Earth. And uh, the, the art here is fantastic. This is the, the Sook art, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, this is good. That two-page that two page layout where she's walking through the city uh, yep. when she's landed is great. And then she walks in. We've got a full-page, two-page spread, the Legion of Superheroes. Superboy's yep. there, which ties into, you know, what we've been building up to and what all that Dennis stuff. What is doing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all really good um and you know there's a lot of them just kind of talking to each other and kind of introducing the team and whatnot um and she's basically like the lot in the last page is the full page spread of her saying uh sorry to interrupt uh but my name is rose forest uh and i have come a long way because i have a great deal to share with you so uh clearly she's going to be a part of the legion um in yep. the main book and this kind of sets up the what the what the the universe has went through and the time between current day dcu and uh, you know, the start of Legion of Superheroes. So, um, that's really cool. And I, 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 this was a nice little two-issue thing, just kind of, like, almost giving that time gap a better personality. Like, I feel like that's kind of the, yeah. the point of this, where, like, I understand, like, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, it's a thousand years in the future, right? 
but right. this gives that like some sort of context where I'm like, oh, all these right. things happened in that well, thousand years. And and like when we're in the booster section, he's talking about how the Earth's been destroyed, you know, and civilization uh, civilizations restarted twice up to that point, and what would have happened if we hadn't? And that's where you know Rose starts talking about, well, that's why superheroes are a liar, you know, because they 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 say they're all about this good, but really, what what good are they doing? And so I feel like Ben is streamlining all of these timelines to all be one, you know, instead of in, instead of them being you know, alternate histories. And I can totally see some of them coming back up in context yeah. to stories uh, in Legion. Yeah. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so, love the world building that's happening here. Uh, yeah. I think the art is pretty great across the board. Um, obviously, you may have different favorites uh, mm-hmm. or whatever, but most of them I was really into. Chung's probably my least favorite, but he's still really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, hard to hard to really be, be complaining about that. Um, no, uh, I really like this. And I like this two-issue little mini, just to kind of tease it. But I, I get why that it's not one and two of the main book. I get why it's separate, because it is just this little two-issue thing uh, going through the, all the time periods, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually doing whatever the, the first story is going to be of, of Legion. So it makes sense. It makes sense to be separate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, I'm into. It. I mean, I'm into. I'm in, and I'm into. And this has invested me so much in Rose and Thorn as a character. You know, like when, when yep. we start Legion now, and she's a part of that team, I'm going to at least have her and Superboy that I'm already invested in before I have to get to know, you know, the, the rest of the characters, and before Ben just like takes his time to really kind of establish his Saturn girl or his Lightning Lad or his whoever. Um, mm-hmm. and that's good. Um. No, how you feel about it? I mean, did you like these two issues? No, I I did. I'm a little distracted because I'm going through trying to find out what else he's worked on, but it's mainly just been covers. Cool. So the fact that like, he got to do some like interior art, that's real cool. No, I I really liked it. I, you know, I love alternate histories and futures and the Legion. So the fact that we got there and that now you know Rose and Thorn, this character that I've I've grown a fondness for, is is gonna be mixing in with with. Superboy in the Legion, that's pretty cool, and she got to interact with Booster, um, and and you know we got all these fun timelines, and like she's seen some stuff. And again, so, we we have uh, like Superboy coming from Superman into Legion, mm-hmm. and then we also have Rosenthorn been introduced again in Action, action. Comics and into yep. Millennium, which leads into Legion. Like Bendis is clearly doing a good job of like. Uh, do you know? If I, there's even a joke in the museum part, I think, about Wonder Twins mm-hmm. merch being uh, on yeah, sale. Yeah, being sold. Yeah. Yep. So you know, and you see them in the background, uh, so, um, in, in one of the holograms. So yeah, no, 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 it's it's good. Um, but yeah, the Nicola Scott art, though. I mean, it was right in my wheelhouse. I already liked her art so much, and now you're gonna give it, you know, to Booster in that section and let her play with the history of the DC universe with all the holograms. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real cool. And then you get to that other stuff with Tikal that's like really good, but it's so different. And I like that this book takes chances. Yeah. Like um, that, you know? No, uh, it's very good. So what are you rating it, Matt? Uh, 8.5. Yeah, I'll agree with 8.5. I was tempted to go with a 9. I, like, I'm so tempted. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm not going higher is that it doesn't have as much of a story. <laughs> to no. to sort of you know say hey, this is a great story from start to finish that has like a beginning mm-hmm. middle and end it doesn't really have that it's not that type of book no. but 
Uh, so before that, I will not go as high as a nine, but eight point five for sure. Uh, so cool. Uh, which will take us on to Lois Lane number four. So Connor can tag back in. Uh, and I deliberately yeah. ordered these so that it wouldn't be the two non-Connor books back to back. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should have done your uh your Patreon book this week because this is probably the latest week of the month. Well, you could have told me that yesterday and remind and and, <laughs> and, and and you know maybe think about that. Don't don't tell me halfway through the. Who like, more than halfway I didn't know yet. Yeah, I didn't know yesterday you only had four books this week. Well, uh, well uh, to be honest, yesterday nor did I. <laughs> okay, last line. Yeah. Although, um, just actually, what one final point about his Patreon book is, uh, it was confirmed by David this week. He specifically said to me on stream, "Your next issue is the annual." And hey, on stream doesn't count. I need to see it. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, so Lois Lane. David, on David, David, tweet at him. Tweet at him, David, because he's going to be a little dick about it. You know he is. All right, yes, we're going to talk about Lois Lane issue four, yeah, Greg so, Rucker writing with uh, Mike Perkins on the art. Yeah, so I picked up the variant just because it was Lupacino. Sure. Right? Cool. Very excited. Did not realize this was like a deceased variant <laughs> until I had it in my hand. Uh, I thought the people were chasing her, were like, Russian agents or whatever, <laughs> and then I saw it. Um, tampered my variant? yeah. I need to uh, go look at this right now because I, yeah, I knew there was a Lupacita variant, but yep. Um, so Holy yeah, crap, it is. It is, and so this is the first one of these I kind of I've seen. Um, yeah. Not that it doesn't look great. I love Lupacino, you know. That said, it it. Ugh. Does it have it that deceased variant cover tag in the top on right? My, yeah. On, yep, on mine. That's how I knew. I didn't pay attention last week when I was looking at them. Honestly, you take that away and it's a little bit better. A little bit, right? Yeah. So mm. anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this issue, uh, it's, it's, my quick sum up is Rucka playing with the stuff that Rucka has done in DC the last, yes. the last time he was here. Besides Wonder Woman, like you remove all that, it's it's playing with checkmate a little bit. It's playing with the questions from uh, from from fifty two. Yeah, not only that, it's playing with the idea and, of like what what's in continuity and who remembers yeah. what happened before. Um, that's what that's what I was going to get to. And, and it, 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 yeah. the cliffhanger is basically is Lois going to tell Renee about? Because obviously, our Lois and Clark did technically come from pre-flashpoint you know so like is lois going to tell her all this and presumably she is and that's going to be interesting i have a a question after superman reborn did they come from like from pre-flashpoint anymore or did that all change after that yes and no yes and no yes because they they, they still remembered stuff they still like emerged them but they didn't forget like that's fine it's it's been a while i wasn't sure um because all all that was uh mixy right yes and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, so the book starts yeah. uh, with we had the, the joke ending last time where oh. Lois was trying to like surprise Clark in the shower, but it turned out to be John. Um, and I'm just going to say here, if if <laughs> if your mum just walked in in the shower with sexy oh. talk, uh, would you oh. want to hug her by the end of you know like the scene? Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh. give your mother a hug. You know what? Right now, I'm good. Right now, I don't feel like thought, it. Thank I, you very I much. Like, I really like the second panel there where. Yep. He's super speeding off, and you just get the outline of the water spray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great touch. Um, no, that's very good. Is he wearing a Justice League shirt? What's that blue? 
No. No, no, it's, uh, I don't know what it says, but it's not Justice League. Okay. I'll find a panel where you can like... make it out any better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's I see just it saw then. the IC, and that's what it looked like. Uh, maybe maybe uh, we'll see it in one of the uh, the restaurant yeah. scenes, but that are coming up because they're going yeah. for pizza uh, at uh, four a.m. Um, I would I would guess the first word there says Sonic. Okay. But uh, yeah, so this is basically John coming to talk to Lois about going off with the Legion, which again it feels that this was this I feel enhances the yep. the the worldwide building that Bendis is doing in all the super books right now. Of course, this is not yep. even a Bendis book, right? This is Rucker, but. It just ties in so nicely. But what's great about it is that Rucka takes it and sort of says, well, how will this make Lois feel? How how kind of touching is this? Mm-hmm. That she's saying goodbye as if he's going off to college, but he's actually going off to the Legion of Superheroes in the yeah. future. Sp- speaking of, mm-hmm. this is my first experience of older John. Not, not a huge okay. fan. Just, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know what you said. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily yeah. loved it. The age of them up either, but no, 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 no like, like I said, I just, I, I, I vaguely remember you guys having the same reaction like six months ago when this happened. Yeah, and I'm just getting that we're, now. And um, we're so over it. Yeah, thinking, we're just used to yeah. it now. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is just John. Kind of like Connor wanted to talk about Shazam. We're like, yeah, we, we did that back in March. <laughs> yeah, we did that already. <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk about it. I just wanted to point out that I watched after you gave me shit last week. He wants credit. Um, oh, and again, this here, I'm not really, you know, I'm not making a big deal about it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I haven't got used to it yet. I'm sure I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, you won't because they're not no, reading. No, that's true. Religion. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll complain again in a year's time then. That's so, right. so yeah, um, and what it does nicely is that it cuts between them having their conversation and then the questions mm-hmm. are having a conversation over in, like, a, another diner somewhere. So, similar sort of setting. Um, different colouring. Uh, Lois and John's scene has got a lot of, uh, sort of, a purpley tone uh, with greens, yeah. whereas the questions background is a lot more oranges and yellows and has a more of a nightlife yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, their feel in the diner, it feels like diner lighting, like... Mm. At an all night place, whereas uh, Lois and John feel like it's in a low lit, like Italian place, which they are. It says Gino's East, where they're eating. Yeah. But it's one of those simple uh, things, though, that having different yeah. coloring in those two scenes really just it, it it really makes you know which one you're on without even thinking about the characters. Um, and it's not like John looks like Vic Sage because he doesn't, but like it's just that glance. Um, you know? I think it's fair in that first panel where you know it's the wide shot of them sat at the table. Mm. And if you hadn't, you know, if the color hadn't been so different, yeah. it would be very easy just to assume that was uh, that was exactly. done, especially yeah. in Perkins' uh, work, uh, his his heavy lines and thick shadows. Yeah, because they're, they're even sitting on the same side. You know, you yeah. have the line yeah. of action is the same. Yeah, and... well, which is my point is that the, the the coloring just makes it very clear immediately that we're in a different place. We're looking at different characters. Um, and this is where you know some of the continuity stuff comes up, where she's like, "Oh, how are you alive? I remember you dying, and you saved me, but." But I don't remember it. Never happened. <laughs> like she's very confused, yeah. and it's like, no, this is like this is like fragments of fifty two from you know. Yeah, this is like when Wally came back and people were remembering things and were like, wait, yeah. what happened? What didn't happen? I'm confused. Which is interesting that this seems to be a consistent thing that they may keep coming back to just across DC as a whole, where when someone does come back from that continuity characters around them may kind of get yeah. fragments of memories back based on whatever happened before flashpoint yeah because uh, this mm-hmm. is now the second sort of not second time but it's the second completely different example of a different set of characters where it's happening um yeah. from a different part of the universe mm-hmm. so uh that is very interesting to me and he's like you're my legacy so it's really touching upon the nostalgia and the you know what what Rucka built in that 52 story which was very much his baby of that 
we have a scene in the Midlands. Uh, yes. Rucker knows the Midlands exist. <laughs> how, how happy you are. Um, Honestly, this gives this book a whole extra point. <laughs> uh, we get yeah. a police officer with a high-vez jacket on, which was a nice touch that it seemed like he'd actually researched yeah. what... Uh, or the artist maybe had researched what uh, yeah. a police officer might look like in that area. Yeah, yeah, this looks pretty pretty realistic. Yeah. Um, and is this... is this? Uh, do, do we know who this is? Because I, I, I was... I don't that's, know. That's what I'm looking at right yeah. now. I'm looking for... Because I've never read Checkmate. I have the first volume. Yeah. Uh, I bought it from Barnes & Noble when I had my card and... I would get into trouble because I would get 20% off and coupons sent to me. So it was just an excuse to buy things I didn't need. Sure. Um, so it's, it's been sitting over here f- for a while. I should probably get reading it because I feel now that Checkmate and Leviathan are going to be intertwined. <laughs> kind of <laughs> how I was feeling from the beginning. Yeah, it may be, may be relevant because uh, she has a lot of weird like chess lines it's here. related yeah. sayings. You know, yeah. White King oh. Castles and what's the next move? Uh, and you know the, the officers try to just talk her down, and you know to, to you know she mentions she the Battle just, of Hastings at one point actually, and, and he's like, "What 1066?" Which yeah. is literally the only date most most British people will learn in school, but will remember for the rest of their lives, for whatever well, even, reason that I, one sticks. Even I know this, but it might just be because I'm a history nerd. Um, the Battle of Hastings. Here's the funny thing about this this date. Is that I only know that Battle of Hastings is ten sixty six because someone was asked that question in class once and the teacher kind of laughed because they got it wrong and secretly I was sitting there going what the hell is the Battle of Hastings I have no idea what this is um, <laughs> and then you have Hastings I think they were an insurance company uh, and they had an advert on TV where they sang their phone number and it always ended in ten sixty six was their phone number <laughs> so a lot of people were, a lot seriously any 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 Brits of around our age listening to this very good chance they know exactly what I'm talking about and they are singing that number in their head right now because I, I know the whole damn nah, number. I, I don't remember this at all. You, you, you're on your own. Um, I'm not on my own. They're out there. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I'm just going to look up the Battle of Hastings because I'm curious. <laughs> Man, I don't know that is a huge be. topic to just randomly decide to look up. It, it, that's not weird. I do this all the time. I, I, <laughs> yeah, not in the middle of a recording though. Well, true. But, uh, so here we go. Huh? Just for people who are interested, who don't know what the Battle of Hastings is, the Battle of Hastings was fought on the fourteenth of October, ten sixty-six, between the Norman French army of William, the Duke of Normandy, and an English army under the Anglo-Saxon King Harold Godwinson, beginning the Norman conquest of England. Yeah, I, I don't know any of this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any came of this. Over <laughs> and you know, uh, William the Conqueror is following the star, <laughs> right? As the story goes, and, yeah, and he led it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the Normans, is... which is funny, is the the descendants of Vikings are fighting the descendants of Vikings here. Yeah, for the record, because you have. I just want you to know, I'm sending you uh, the advert uh-huh. so uh-huh. that you can see you know, and hear the song probably in the last five or ten seconds of it. See if it jogs your your memory. I can't listen is. to it while we're recording. <laughs> oh no, you can't, can you? No. Can you, can you, you can mute yourself on there for a minute, can't you? No, because it comes through your audio, not mine. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Well. <laughs> We'll do it next time we pause. <laughs> um, yeah, so just to clarify something Carr said there, you know, people in England might learn about this in school because it's more relevant to English history. People in Scotland, not so much. Um, I, I, I contest that greatly. It seems, uh, you know, uh, at that point it was English history, but, I mean, it's the it's the basis of, of the entire United Kingdom, pretty much that I, I, I We never learned about that in, in school. Hell, I barely done any Scottish history in school. Her? Yeah, uh... You guys keep talking about this. I'm looking up this character. I'm trying to. I'm rolling out. 
I'm ruling out people from. Uh, he's from really checkmate. trying. He's really he's trying. trying. Yeah. He's, he's slithing over there. He's slithing away. Um, oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, <laughs> who who is this character? That is the question. It's either Sasha Bordeaux or it's Jessica Midnight. Both <laughs> names sound great. But both both sound applicable to this. Uh, because Jessica Midnight was the Black Queen's bishop, which I, I know from Checkmate, from back when I was reading like Outsiders or whatever, they did a crossover. So I had a couple issues of it. Uh, and, Black um, Queen's bishop is the last thing she says. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, there's uh, people who have obviously read Checkmate are streaming at the podcast right now. Uh, yeah, you and know. that's fine. Hit, hit us up here, guys. Yeah. Um, but I think Sasha Bordeaux was the the Black Queen. And then, but so, anyways, the bishop and the rook and the knight—they all were different roles to the handler, who was the king or queen. And I, I feel like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, the white queen and white king, and they were like the the uh, what what is it in Bond, Connor, where you have like M and Q, right? They're not agents; they're like the. Um. They have the back end, like the the technical. Yeah. yeah. So support. I mean. Kinda. M is is operations chief, I guess. Yeah, operations. So yeah. so yeah, so like like the 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 white side of the chessboard was like the operational, and then the black side of the chessboard were you know the Amanda Wallers, the you know they go and get stuff done. So that's what this feels like is, you know, um, because mm. it, it, she's talking about I'm trying to find it. The black black king's knight takes pawn to d5. Uh, but it also looks like she's doing some occult stuff with candles. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got, got, she's got, got like a, a pentagram. Yeah, she's got like a, no, it's not actually a pentagram, but it's like a pentagram sort of drawing on the floor. Uh, it's interesting. It says uh, Omega Leviathan, and I can't make out what the other side says uh, where she's lying over. E H E Y. Let me look see the rest of the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that could be. Um, Let me see. Uh, I do like the subtle touch in the art, though. There's a white box around the Leviathan. Just to really mm -hmm. make that one clear. It's like, Leviathan's important yeah. here. Uh, yeah. But she kills herself. That, that's the main thing that happens here, is she does shoot herself in the head. The police officer tries to run in and stop her, uh, but she looks definitely dead in that last panel. She, she's, I, I mean, she she's definitely dead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a really uh, dark so, little scene. Yeah, so according to this, that... Uh... Uh, Jessica Midnight was responsible for recruiting Sasha Bordeaux, and despite the Black Queen's being the Black Queen's bishop, she was powerless to prevent the organization's recent takeover by Maxwell Lord. So now I'm thinking, oh crap, Maxwell Lord's running around. Now we're getting some of this. <laughs> oh, we that's know just that, what we need. right? We we know that we have that that Rucka and uh, Bendis are working together on stuff like this. Um, I feel like we all need to do our homework and go and read Checkmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have to find it. It's somewhere on my bookcase. Uh, but yeah, I think we I do, can. Connor. I'll see what I can do. I think my, I think my Marvel reading needs to. I'm already behind, as, as it were. Just give I up can, and read Checkmate instead. Just, yeah, give up and read Checkmate yeah, instead. I, <laughs> I can. Like I, House of X, Power of X, I have two issues left. I that can. That's not going anywhere. You know, um... save Marvel for a rainy five-year period like the New Fifty Two, where you don't have as much DC you want to read. But but I really enjoy Cap and, and Mortal Hulk right now. Oh, they are good. Um, they, they, really they good. are great. So, and I'm I'm kind of kind of excited for the new Thor book. I've seen the preview pages, and I'm like, hell yeah! yeah. I saw that right before I went in to Joker, and I had to think about this 
what that quote from Cates was while watching Joker, which made it very hard the first five minutes. Uh, so, I'll bet it made it hard. Um, so uh, you know. Um, yeah, so we have another scene with Lois and uh, and John. Well, they're touching goodbye, and he's like, "Oh, you're my hero," and it's all very touching. Um, and then you know we go back to the questions. Uh, they're eating pie. It's going to his hips. <laughs> they're talking about because he needs a, he needs to put weight on though to be. Yes, you know, he's a bit he's skinny. Too skinny. Uh, and we get kind of like an almost flashback as he's describing his last memory, and it's, you know it's that scene yep. in Fifty Two when they're in the snowy mountains. You know, going banana parbit. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it, again, it's really poking back at that stuff. So if you've read any of that history, if you've read Fifty Two, it really is kind of it's bringing some of it up. Uh, but obviously, she's going off to meet Lois, and Vic walks her there. Yeah, uh, has a little beat there where, where he, they sort of speak to each other. But ultimately, Renee's like, "You knew he was around, and you didn't tell me." And this kind of brings up this thing uh, where it's like, "Hey, you know stuff uh, in a way that no, no one else does. You have to tell me." And Lois phrases is. Like only two people in the entire like universe know about this history. Um, yeah, she gives a whole a whole like two page speech on truth first. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and how it'll mark things up and how it's you know difficult to take, yeah. um, and how you know. On the mat, I really felt this going. You guys, you think you want to know canon? You think you want explanations? But you don't because, like we just saw in Justice League, when we start explaining things, it just gets murky. And I will tell Rucka, no, I'm I am one of the people <laughs> that takes in sugar and can handle it. Yes. Right. So give it to me. Yes. Connor can take all the alcohol. Right. We're we're we'll built for between this, us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't make us sick. It makes us stronger. At least that's what I tell myself. Right. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's, here's the well. so here's the, the final exchange. I always want to like say word for word. And one of those truths, Rennie, only two other people in the universe know. Are you sure you want to be the third? Uh, and she's like, start talking, and that's the final page. So, you know, uh, she, she's getting some pre-flashpoint knowledge. Uh, I, I love how much that that Renee becomes important. Important Montoya, she's one of these characters that's like, she she goes and comes back, but she's probably one of my favorite Gotham characters. Hmm. And I love that that Ruck is gonna put her up on a pedestal here, not just as the question, just like we saw her show up at the end of Levent Leviathan and. Lois's secondary group, you know, and she's important to the DCU. I feel like she's like in that Dick Grayson vibe now that he's off being Rick, you know, like. Oh yeah, that's else. still happening. <laughs> yeah, let's. I tried. I tried. I, 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 tried I, I genuinely had forgotten that that was still a thing. Somehow, and yeah. you've just ruined that for me. I'm sorry, bud. I just, you know, maybe you can't handle the truth. Connor misses dick. That's that's all we've that's all we've yeah. established here. Connor's really Connor, missing Connor dick. Just needs we all do. Some of that dick. <laughs> Connor needs some proper dick. You say that like you don't. Connor or Pete has constant dick. We'll just say that. <laughs> I'm not even sure what you're implying, sir. You have a lot of Dick Grayson stuff, correct? It's a yes or no, Pete. Yes, sure. There you go. Constant I, dick. I, I thought you were going to say you have a lot of dick, don't you, Pete? <laughs> what, question, what question to ask? No. <laughs> I was told not to brag. 
Oh dear. Uh, checkmate. I'm now on a checkmate hole, so you guys keep talking. Oh dear. Dicks and holes. What a conversation this has descended into. Uh, well, we're just ready to rate the book, I think. Uh, but it's, it's interesting how Lois is kind of poking. I was not expecting it to poke at this continuity stuff and bringing up some stuff. Because I feel like it's been a while since we've really talked about stuff from pre Flashpoint coming back. Yeah. And... Probably but since see, not long after Reborn. Okay. Yeah, but see, Rucka also worked on that question book. That gave us both questions in conversions. That was like it was a little two issue with Chloe Hamner. I read a bunch of conversions minis. I can't remember if I read that one. I can't remember if it wasn't like it was good, but I had built it such up because it was Rucka's return during a really dark time in DC Comics. Yeah. You know, the Mm -hmm. New 52 and whatnot. I remember liking it. I have both issues. Um, Like convergence as a whole, boring, pointless waste of time. Some of those but, minis were pretty enjoyable, though. Yeah. Oh, the Shazam one, the Superman yeah. this one. Yeah, yes. I really like that Shazam one. Convergence yeah. actually was uh, the the time in New Fifty Two that made me drop a lot of books. Not because it directly affected any books, but because mm-hmm. like it was it was like a two month gap for all the main, main books. I just decided to skip Convergence, and when the books came back, I just found myself having not just not going back to I, a few of the I ones. I do that, I that a lot with TV over the Christmas break. Like you know, especially with like a new season, I'll watch it weekly, and then I'll get to the Christmas break, and I just won't come back. Like, well, I guess I didn't care that much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, there we go. There, we go. there you go. Uh, all right. So, uh, Lois Lane four, Matt. What are you giving it? Uh, this is an eight point five. Very confident, Connor. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Uh, I will also give it an eight out of ten. Uh, really solid question stuff especially and this was really good uh, so yeah alright so in uh, I had them I had them kind of mixed up so the the black side of the chess set is is operations and then the white side is intelligence so that that's where the check is and each one of those positions on the chessboard, each one of the pieces they're a different part so like the grunts are both the pawns they're the field agents and as they go up, so like at one point, Mr. Terrific was ahead of the intelligence side, I think. Um, so yeah. So he'd have been the one. And I think we need to check me. I think so. Yeah. Alan Scott was at one point too. I definitely really need to just read this. <laughs> yeah. I, we need, we need, I, we need I have a mission for when I go away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that, folks. It'll be two weeks without Connor. Maybe. Definitely one maybe a second well, that, well this is when they surprisingly pushed doomsday clock 12 to so that we can we can talk about the final issue with the corners uh, you, you wish you could talk about it already <laughs> all right so i'll take us out of the last book of the week then which is young justice issue nine brian michael bendis mm. writing with andre lima uh, arahu and john timms on art so uh, we're still on Earth three, and but we focus less on the Earth three story. There's a couple of little bits yep. in Earth three. It's uh, a little bit with uh, Tim and and Stephanie from Earth three at the end, kind of setting don't, up. Don't the mul- call her Stephanie. Call her Batwoman. Call her Batwoman. That's, yes, that's her. Uh, yeah. So they get the multiverse map at the end, and that's fine. That sets up where we're going next. So that's kind of a low key part of the issue, though, because for the main part of the issue, uh, it's actually Teen Lantern fighting her evil doppelganger, and that's basically oh. used as a as a Back. avenue to. Uh, get flashbacks of how she became teen lantern and it's her version of the dying lantern and i think like one of the complaints when she was announced as a character is that people was like oh this like 
10-year-old, like, hacked a Green Lantern yeah. battery by herself? Uh, no, she didn't. She actually oh. got it off a dead alien who had already hacked it. <laughs> so... Yeah. And is wearing a, a lantern uniform mm-hmm. and participating in some unsavory things. And it looks like it's the first gauntlet from the Vendetti stuff mm. that me, me and Connor read, where Hal had to form his own ring. But before that, he had this old battery pack, you know, it sucked in well power uh, yeah. and whatnot. Um, that's what it looks like. And that's and... where the, uh, the different art comes in as well. That's where those two artists. Yep. There's the stuff in the mm-hmm. flashbacks is uh, uh, the other artist. Um, yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's quite dark. These two kids witness this murder. This, like, gangster like kills the, the, yeah. the alien. And, uh, you know, Kelly, we find out her name, uh, the Teen Lantern, goes, goes back to like, oh. the, the scene of the crime and finds the alien dying. And he kind of, like, he's not getting his words out properly. You know, it's kind of hard to understand what he's trying to say. Uh, but he does kind of give her the... The, ring. The, the interesting part I thought was uh, uh, you make as much as you can with it you own this world with it and then throw it in fire before, yeah. before and then he doesn't really get to finish what he's trying to say um, so yeah, it feels like a bit of an unsavory character but he's passed off this, he this does. green gauntlet to her um, and yeah, so she's, that's how she gets it and she, she ends up flying away from home uh, to go to Metropolis uh, after she sort of converges with her or converses with a friend a little bit about it yeah so what i love though is after he he dies it's very much the the it feels like hal and um abin sir uh, uh, yeah abin sir and but she takes us like i'm accepted i'm or i accept i'm honored do i have to sign something <laughs> and as he's bleeding out he's like i can't believe like what did i get myself into is his final thought which i thought that was pretty funny um uh but but yeah um i'm glad that he went this way with her origin i'm glad that it's a it's not her actually hacking the lantern and figuring all this out is she's almost as lost as any of these other young justice characters you know yeah she's she's Uh, even shocked there's an evil version of her she's like oh it's an evil doppelganger like i didn't think i earned that yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah whose name is hack but and it sounds like hack did do this and if you remember and i don't know if this is the same stuff on our three but it, it's the volthoom power it's mm. a little bit more magical based um so it definitely feels like this character would be way way worse off having them hack into you know the, the earth three green lantern powers um and, and that's how it seems with how they interact with her uh, yeah. but uh earth three drake gets shot um, you know, back because uh, the evil Jenny uh, Man and rushes in. Yeah, yeah. The, the evil Jenny goes to shoot uh, actual mm-hmm. Jenny and Green Lantern yep. or Teen Lantern, sorry, shields her and the bullet ricochets and goes into Evil yep. Drake's shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, that. Yeah, and she actually keeps shooting even though they're in a bubble because uh, Teen Lantern puts them in yep. a bubble and he's like, "Stop shooting!" <laughs> like he's yeah. just just bouncing around the bubble. Um, yeah. yeah so it, it teases again what's in Jenny Hex's uh, trunk. And in fact, the end of the issue, even I think the next issue is going to be very similar, and we'll get a little bit yep. of progression in the Earth Three stuff, but it'll be mainly flashback to Jenny Hex's kind of uh, story because it's like, so. So yep. these these two issues back to back are very much here's the origin issues for the two new characters that we don't really know, um, yep. which is cool because obviously all the characters we do know got issues in the first arc explaining how they got mm-hmm. to where they were, 
Um, and that, there's still stuff to unpack, of course, but uh, they yeah. get the, the multiverse map from Batwoman's cave, and it kind of ends with okay. But obviously, Robin is like, look, we're we're not, we're not just going to leave. We're we're going to try and help this world first before we go and see if we can help Batwoman sort sort things <laughs> good, out a little bit. So good good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. That, that place is is a pit, and they just need to leave. Yes, the uh, the mystery of Jenny Hex revealed is the uh... which. I'm excited because you said in the Batman universe one that Bendis was writing, mm. Jenny shows up and they kind of tease what's in the trunk there too. Yeah. So this is something he's had in mind for a minute. Uh, and I just hope it's, uh, I'm not building it up to be something big and grand. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would keep your expectations in check, but I, yeah, it feels like it's something that he's known for a while. That he's, what he's going to yeah. do here for sure. Um, so, uh, but, you know, solid, solid issue. Nothing, nothing like, amazing in this issue yeah it was a quick read because um, a lot of the flashback stuff is silent yeah. there's not a lot of dialogue yeah. in the flashbacks and and so i had to look up the um uh, i i usually i'm, I'm good with with spanishy names uh arahu yes um and i couldn't remember where i know that name from and i forgot he did the millennium issue one he did a section of that yeah he was one of the artists too. on that yeah so i i'm trying to remember if he was which one? Which section? But I don't remember. Oh, there's no way I'm remembering. Sort of, you know when <laughs> the first part, I think. So, but yeah, no. Um, solid, solid art on both sides. I, I think I preferred his art here than in uh, Millennium. But, but yeah. I think it, fit. it made her like you know. It, I think she's in Bolivia. They said so. I, yeah. I, I think uh, it made it feel like a different place. You know, it really felt different because of the different art, uh, and it was solid art as well. Uh, whereas Tim's is a bit more kind of like upbeat and cartoony and sort of fun uh, at the straight his art but no uh, the, the book's uh, solid and it's um, you know taking time to introduce new characters who are growing on yeah. them, which is nice so yeah no, no complaints uh, for issue 9 and that multiversal map too I'm just saying it doesn't match what I've seen <laughs> of things uh, it feels of a little bit off so I don't know if we can trust this Batwoman um mm. It is our three, after all. So you, you got to trust the villains that normally. If this was like, but then again, that's that's weird with Stephanie Brown. She's kind of a, you know, with her history, she can go either way. So, man. Good. Uh, so uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm gonna give this one a seven point five. It's pretty good. It's uh, nothing too amazing. Um. Yeah, I'll agree with that. 7.5, I think, is fair. Uh, so, there you go. That, that is the last book of the week, uh, which means we're at the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff. We do best panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and top five books. Uh, or, in Connor's case, just ranking the four that he read. Because uh, he's... Every week he does the same thing. Oh, I read these three, and then Batman's not good enough to be on the top well, five. Well, no, that's because a top three out of four has more weight than just his four books that I read. Still ranked in an order. You can see there's a big gap. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but it just it, it loses the weight. <sighs> All right. So best panel slash moment. We'll start off with Matt. What you got? So there's there's a lot here for me as a continuity wonk, right? Mm-hmm. But I I I do think it has to be from uh, deceased. But but which one? Right? Yeah yeah. I've got like three potential moments yeah. from deceased. 
and it's like I could I could go super sad, mm-hmm. which is you know, or I could go more funny. But so I think I'll, I'll lean into the funny on this one, and it's when Lois KOs Luther, <laughs> you know, for for being disrespectful. Um, really good moment, and and an otherwise like heart ripping out book, like like Taylor Muller rammed me. Oh yeah, right. I- I think for me, as again, there's a few options I could pick. Uh, I think some of the question stuff in Lois Lane is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm also going to go with Deceased. I'm going to go where Superman makes Cyborg promise that Flash is already dead, that Barry is already dead. Um, that moment really speaks to me, is that he's really he's like, he has to be sure before he you know does what he's about to do, which is, you know, straight up murder him and fly through him. Um, he has to know he's already dead. That, 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 that spoke to me. What's yours, Connor? Uh, I'm going again from deceased, um, but I'll take a different angle. I'm going to go with the the two panels where Luther drops to his knees and just says, "Look what happened to our yeah. city." Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, and then we're going to be looking at the best cover of the week. Where's my Where's my thumbnails so I can <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at the variants and decide. Um, Oh, what's, what's, I, what's this deceased variant here? Let me have a look. On. I, I don't think there's a lot of standout covers this week. I mean, admittedly, there's less books overall. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. Probably. There's some good covers, though. Yeah. Uh, the deceased movie one, very disappointing. Yeah, Curse of La Llorona isn't... <laughs> yeah, La Llorona. Super, super exciting. That was a terrible movie. Um, I have not had the misfortune. Mm. It don't. We, I, we went to the theater to see it, and that was a mistake. You say that, but it is October. True, true. I, that said, you could do far worse than a Conjuring Universe movie. Um, I don't know, those spin-offs. But still, those... you have better things to watch. To be honest, I've not watched any of the spin-offs from Conjuring yeah, Universe. The, I've just don't, watched the main. Don't, there's much, much better you can, you can be doing yourself. James did sell The Nun to me as an actual superhero movie. And it makes sense. Yeah, so... I remember him making that argument. Yeah. I, so... uh, I see Batman also has a deceased variant. Uh, by Matina. So does uh, Justice League. How oh, does it? I'll have a look at Justice That's League. Were. Yeah, I didn't realize. Uh, I mean, to be honest, some of them didn't, you know, immediately grab my eye, so I didn't click on them to look at the, the look at them in full size. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never realized some of these were yeah. deceased variants. Um, yeah, normally I'd go with the Lupacino of Lois Lane, but. Now that now it's deceased, and I'm just kind of like, eh, that's fine. But, uh, yeah. You guys have yours? Um, I'm probably going to go... I don't know, yeah, I don't really have a clear winner. The Matina deceased one's pretty cool as an image. It's hardly all, like, zombified, but still laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Matina's, like, a really good artist. I mean, that's basically... Uh, uh, but it's not necessarily speaking to my taste in terms of what the image is either. <laughs> so, um... Sorry, that's just the deceased variant, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have like, an obvious pick this week, I have to admit. Uh, 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 well, then I'll, I'll go, because it's, it's the Legion of Superheroes Millennium variant with all the Legion on it. That looks rad. I mean, that's such a good image. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Um, and it's got booster on it, and it's got a Superboy. Honestly, I'll probably go with the the regular Legion of Superheroes Millennium. That one's good too. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the regular deceased cover. Uh, I think That's Middleton good. pulls off something a bit different to what what his normal work looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah that was pretty good. That's the physical copy of it that I got. Was was that one? I think that's on my shop had though. Yeah, the deceased. Uh, yeah, it's the one I got. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. All right, best art of the week then. Um, I, 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 I think oh, Matt's yeah, he makes good. Um, I think for me, like it's really between uh, Legion of Superheroes Millennium and young justice um and it's what's interesting is they both have multiple artists that are kind of you know mm-hmm. split up in a way that makes sense um i'm probably going to go with uh, millennium though and i think because there's a variety of artists in there they're all at least good some of them are great and then there's just you know that, that you know decal dude that i don't really know mm-hmm. his pages are just kind of stunning and new and different yeah and, uh, it really stood out to me so i'm going with millennium but you got connor mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Deceased. Um, I think Hessen nails every single emotional moment in this issue. Um, so I was, I was a big fan. <laughs> Matt? I'm going with Lois Lane. Uh, the mm-hmm. Perkins stuff. Uh, you guys were talking about the, the the different coloring, right? To show the different stuff. And it's it's a conversation issue, but I never feel it lacks action. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, top five books of the week. Matt, go. Uh, one deceased, two millennium, three Lois Lane, four Justice League, five Young Justice. Okay, Connor. Uh, deceased Justice League, Lois Lane. Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yes. Um, I'm going to go number one. Mm, uh, number one, I'm going to go Millennium. Uh, number two, deceased. Number three, Lois Lane. Number four, Young Justice. Number five, Batman. There you go. So that, that is that is that is that is, that is our favorite stuff of the week. Um, Connor did tell me uh, between uh, breaks there that there's a couple of minor news items popped up. So here's a bit of bonus news at the end of the show. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, first one, uh, Cliff Chang who was the artist on Azarello's Wonder Woman run, uh, mm-hmm. has said he is working on a black label book that he is writing, drawing, coloring, and lettering all himself. Mm. Um, no idea what it is yet, but I really like his art, so I'm kind of excited for that. Um, It'll still be I, I out hope... before Creature of the Night. <laughs> it might well be. You never know. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those where, okay, you know, it's, uh, I know him as an artist, but no, no idea as a writer. But after Sejic last week, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more excited. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And the other one is actually um, a, a little bit of news on some, well, what were miniseries, then became maxi series, and now maybe ongoings. Uh, Wonder Twins and Dial H a Hero have both been given more issues. Um, they've been, it just says greenlit for more. Uh, I don't know. Please how work a much season more. system. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're being given like another six issues or if it's just these are just ongoing now until they're cancelled. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but it, uh, Wonder Twins is having a crossover with Young Justice. Oh, interesting. Sweet. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I'm okay with them getting more issues. I do think that last dialect for Hero was a rough filler issue, so hopefully, um, that's not that, that's not a problem going into this new. This is another six. This is going to eighteen now, or or whatever. You're, you're hoping thirteen isn't another shit issue. Yes, I'm. I'm hoping that there's maybe either IDs already in place, or maybe some time is taken, a month or two are taken off to get the next. Yeah, that's that's very ready. possible. That's my hope. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, and it's interesting though that two, two books that were supposed to be six issue minis are now getting probably 18 issues at least each. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if they get less than that now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, typically when they add on another batch, it'll be another six, just because that's typically what an arc is yeah. going to be. So, uh, uh, curious, curious. I, I guess they're happy with the performance, even though they're not big selling books, I guess they're happy with uh, the performance for what I, they are. I assume this means they're not dipping that much either um and and you know the cynical part you say well they're doing a crossover with young justice that'll boost the sales as well maybe maybe the uh the pre-orders on the the first trades are doing well because they'll both be you know soonish yeah 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 they will and uh dc loves playing for the book market more than marvel does uh they're a lot smarter about it in that sense um and you know we've seen they're willing to let books run Longer than we would have expected. I'm thinking, you know, like, like New Superman, for example. Uh, you know, these books that you think, okay, that's going to end any issue. You're waiting for it. Every time you see the solicits, you're waiting for that final issue tag. And then it just keeps going for a bit more. Um, presumably because it has, uh, you know, good residual sales in the in the book market. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Just a couple of interesting tidbits. Uh, mm. More Black Label books. They keep pumping these out. We keep getting more news of Black it, Label it, books. It went from, this label is dead, to... Holy shit! Soon we're gonna have more black label than than regular books. Because well, <laughs> I, I feel like the way that they try to sell it now, they they've restructured and re-signed. Yeah. Like once you count all the Hill House stuff and all the the Sandman universe stuff as black label, which is what they're yeah. going to be doing. Well, even even forgetting those, I feel like we're at the point now where it seems like we're going to have maybe a couple of black label books every week. It feels like we're going to be at that point in a few months. Uh, yeah, it's just a regular feature. There's a, there's a black label book or two every week. Um, you know, and if you include the horror stuff and the you know the other imprints, and then you, you then there's plenty. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, it it feels healthy now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. But hey, if if even one in four can be as good as Harleen, then keep them coming. Yeah, <laughs> like, just keep pumping them out until you get another hit like that. Yeah, just keep them coming. If, that, if that's the quality we can we can achieve with it, then by all means. Uh, so. No, that is uh, that has been episode one seven five of comics from the multiverse, uh, where we have gotten together and talked about some DC comics and some other stuff. Um, we'll be back next week. In fact, I'll tell you what's coming next week, which is usually what I do at this point. Yeah, uh, you got distracted by the news. I got distracted by hey, the did news. You, did you ask what the uh, listeners and viewers was? Matt, how dare you bring something like that up? How dare you? <laughs> Connor, that means you didn't. Oh, I know. How dare you point out flaws? Yeah, I know. How dare well, you, you sound forget like at least you, three you, weeks in a row now at this yeah, point? You, you sound like you could be running a, a country with opinions <laughs> like that, Pete. Um, <laughs> look, I'm I, not sure what's scarier, the reality or Pete running a country. Well, d- depending who we're talking about, I would gladly trade... I, yeah, I think I'd do a better job. And I, I'm not even... Yeah. I, and this is the thing. I have no experience. I don't think I'd be good at it. I'm pretty confident in saying I would still do a better job than the current... I was uh, going to say, that is the exact same level of quality that the current president <laughs> entered with. Yes, but I'm smarter than him. 
I'm confident in saying that. I begrudgingly agree. <laughs> I mean, so is my cat, but whatever. <laughs> it's a low bar. <laughs> well, my cat's smart. She's learned to open her bedroom door at night and scare the crap out of me and my wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have one of those lever handles. And, and yeah. I bet your cat was never on trial for shitting somewhere and then just went, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to shit there again. <laughs> All right. What's coming next week then? I hear everyone begging to know to end this conversation. Uh, we got Batman and the Outsiders issue six. We have, we have Batman Universe issue four. We have Batman's Grave issue one of 12. That is the... Uh, How's it on? Ellis and Hitchcock. That's the Ellis one. Right, okay, Ellis. that's the Ellis one. Um, I think I'll be trying that. I'm curious enough to see what that's like. Um, you know, if, you're, if people are curious. Uh, but uh, Catwoman number 16 is coming out. Uh, we also have... I'm skipping the giant issues because it's mostly reprinted yeah. material. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that the there is two giants, Batman and DC villains. Um, I'm interested to see who the teams are actually on that and what stories they've actually got because there are new stories in there. And with an interesting team i could be persuaded to read that segment uh we well, got the villains has a uh 16 page by mark russell um and, and, and Bogdanovich on art Bogdanovich. joker uh, bad news oh, by tom oh, taylor oh. tom taylor is has got an eight page oh, story okay. in there so and well i need Giel to Simone. and Gail Simone, yeah see that's not so, bad actually I don't have time, though. No, I know. But, no. interesting. Alright, back to the list. Detective Comics 1013. Event Leviathan issue 5. The Flash mm -hmm. issue 80. We have Gotham City Monsters issue 2, although I don't think any of us want to go back to that, right? I never read the first one. Yeah, I'm not. Again, yeah. I time. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to read any more of it. I don't like the first one, so... I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue 2. I think some of you are reading this, right? Because I'm. Um, yep. If, I, if we get time, yeah. Well, this is why I don't have time for the other ones. So yeah. I'm gonna read this one. You want to read Harley and Poison? Okay, uh, Hawkman uh, issue seventeen is coming out. Uh, we have Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue one of nine. This is the new Black Label book. Uh, with uh, from the previews that I have seen, with some particularly. A high quality art, you know, very lifelike. Um, yeah, there's, art there's style. two artists. I believe they're in different time periods. Is the the, the way they're covering it? So That's there's cool. a, a five years later section, and then you know, a, a, a previous bit. Is is it possible I get a second great Harley book? Despite the fact that I think there's too many Harley books, I'm going to end up with two of them. That I'm like, you know what? These are actually. I really mean, Cami Garcia. There's a there's a, a reason to assume that you might. Yeah, so I'm very curious to try that and see how it is. So that's a, uh, the next big Black Label book. Uh, Joker Year of the Villain issue 1 one-shot is out next week. I have that's the Carpenter one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I've skipped all of these so far. Morbid curiosity might get me to read that one, though, just because Carpenter's involved. Yeah. Uh, this is John Carpenter of Halloween and the Thing we're talking about here, not like some Write, comic book Writing writer. a joke. In Big Trouble in Little China. Don't forget that. I'm so sorry, Matt. I missed your favourite. Come on. Uh, 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 Justice League Odyssey issue 14 is out. Uh, Ruby issue 1 is out. Uh, that's the, the robot chicken thing, right? Rooster Teeth. No. Rooster Teeth. Close, though. Same difference. I mean, I don't care about these things. <laughs> At least you got the, the vague idea of what it was. Interchangeable. Yeah. Um, so, 
Secrets of Sinister House issue one. Is that a Sandman? Halloween universe? anthology. Oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the Halloween anthology book. Okay. Um, that's, oh, yeah, it's your $10.80 page uh, monstrosity. Yeah. Um, and then we have Supergirl issue 35. We have Superman mm-hmm. issue 16. Wonder Twins issue 8. And Wonder Woman issue 8. So... For the record, mm-hmm. by my count, between us of books that we're covering, um, assuming that, that Peter, are you still reading Batman Universe? No, no, I didn't, I didn't get to it okay. last week, uh, last okay. month because it was too busy. Ignoring that one, then uh, we have twelve books between us. Between us, yeah, but I don't think any of any one of us is reading. No, no, all twelve. No, it would have uh, been thirteen with Batman Universe, and that would have sounded a lot worse. <laughs> don't thirties, yeah. 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 once, so, once you're into the teens, that's yeah. way worse than just twelve. Yeah. The Batman Giant uh, uh, Tudor Stories is uh, Michael Gray, art by Ryan Benjamin, and then a Steve Orlando eight-page story. Well, that's very skippable. Art, art by Tom Mandrake. <laughs> so in this case, people were, were curious, I think. Uh, the, the, basically, gonna... if I was going to try one of them, yeah. I'm taking the villains. villains. Sure, yeah. There you go. Uh, that is very fair. So big week next week. Uh, um, so, you know, expect... Uh, uh, a show to represent that um but uh hey if, if that next you know i'm oddly excited for this joker harley book now after after harley even though it's different writers just it's put me in the mood for a good story <laughs> it, it turns out black label books can be kind of fantastic and they, they feel like they're left to do their own thing right like hey yeah. you just tell your damn story I'm honestly, um, I'm, I'm probably more excited for that than I'm any other book next week, just to see what it's like, and because it seems like it might be very high quality. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Hopefully, it works out. because uh, the preview pages do look very good. If anyone's uh not seen them yet, um, it, I know some people don't like the art because they think it's too lifelike. They think it's too like they're just getting into uncanny valley territory. Um, I might have to go look at them. But it, it was it was from a glance it was doing it for me. Maybe it won't work as well uh, sequentially in the, in the book itself, but you know we'll see. Mm. Um, but hey, yeah, I don't know. Black, Black Label may end up being like the main event every week. It may end up being like no, that's that's the big high quality books that we're going to spend a lot of time Holy on. Crap, that is lifelike. Yeah, I told you right. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Sure, there's just quite not like pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they got actors in a room and just yeah took photographs. It does kind of look like it. Yeah, so yeah, so that's coming next week. Um, and if you haven't read Harleen, go back and read Harleen because it was really good. Yep. Um, so there you go. That is episode 175 of Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, we are done for another week. We'll be back next week uh, with um, 12 books that we talked about there um, in that list. And we will talk about uh, any news that may happen before next week and whatever else we do. Uh, you can, of course, support everything we do by liking and subscribing, uh, ding that bell on YouTube, or if you're on the audio version of the podcast, give us a five-star review um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcast from. Uh, helps us reach more people because they'll recommend us out more if you do that. Um, so please do so. You can also support us, of course, financially over at patreon.com slash uh, I've been trying to do that in the middle and I forgot to do it this week, but hey, here's as good a time as any. Um, you can go and support us for as little as a dollar per month and keep all the content coming. Not only comes from the multiverse, but everything else we do, uh, which includes you know TV reviews and movie podcasts. In fact, I'll mention specifically streams after midnight because it is October and the Octoberthon is happening, where me and Tim are putting out an episode every single day in October. So if you like horror movies and you like me talking about shit, um, you can go and get more of that in the horror movie variety uh, on that show. If you don't like horror movies, we're sorry that that. 
you're being flooded with horror <laughs> reviews. Well, one per day, it's not that much. I mean, it's much in the context of how much work it's taken to do, but it's not that much in terms of notifications. It's much in context of how much there usually is. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so that's going on right now. Um, but otherwise, that is us. Uh, so, you know, get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Um, even though if I forget to ask, you can still tweet us what you think of the books this week. Uh, you can, think, you can you know, tweet us, uh, you know, other things, I don't know, questions and stuff. I, I, I don't know what people use Twitter for. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys. And remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.